Welcome back to He's Abroad. This is Jason here in Brooklyn. Uh, back in Brooklyn, I guess, because we didn't. I don't remember where I was last time. Yeah, we didn't because we skipped last week again for yep. reasons that you kind of you ghosted me and I fell asleep. So joined <laughs> as always by John, who is abroad in New Zealand. What's up, John? Well, there's a massive outbreak of six to nine people a day. <laughs> so you were seeking shelter. Absolutely. We are sheltering. You stayed in place. indoors. You, you cut the cord and you, you didn't even want to try to get that through the Internet. I hear no, that's the way are, COVID's going to Yeah, yeah. Last week we were all hunkered down. I mean, we weren't. I mean, I literally nothing has changed, at least in Wellington, where I am. Auckland is locked down because there was a new outbreak that they don't know how it got here. But I think it's up to 100 and some people who have it, but no deaths and around an average of now five or six people part of that cluster who are, you know, being diagnosed with the virus. But um, but yeah. But yeah, otherwise, New Zealand is pretty much the way that it was before. So are people, are people wearing masks? Are people wearing masks now that they're In Wellington, some- no. There's, I mean, it's real funny, right? Because and I, I don't want to – I'm going to say this because we saw this in Japan. I mean, we saw this in every Asian country we visited, right? Like, right. it's just part of the culture of when you're sick in Japan or China or Korea, you wear a mask to make sure that other people – that you're not coughing on other people. It's just kind of being polite, right? Like, that's right. the point of having a mask of like, hey, I'm sick. I just don't want to breathe in your face. Um, so I've got this mask. So I feel like the Asian people are all wearing masks. It's the rest of us that are walking around crowded in spaces that aren't. But here's um, the problem. It's it, the biggest issue that makes sense with a normal disease, I'll say, or a normal ailment sure. that makes sense. But the problem with this is the asymptomatic yes. nature of it. And that's the issue with that's why, like, everybody has to wear a mask here because you could have it and you don't know. So the thing is here, at least, because there's not a massive outbreak and they've been able to trace all of the cases to this one. And again, look, the fact that someone was willing, especially in a country that's been sort of pounding the table, we beat the virus to come forward saying, hey, I need to get tested because I think I might have this. It's commendable, quite frankly. Like New Zealand's weird because they've been sort of like blaming again. Right. When you go 102 days without having the virus, the person who has it eventually becomes the outbreak monkey. Right. Like that's just like you ruined it for us. But really, like the simple fact that you still have a culture of people who are like, hey, I actually think I might I'm sick and I actually think it might be this. I'm going to go get tested. And that actually saved us a world of hurt, to be honest. It saved the rest of the country going right back into a lockdown because they can trace 99 percent of the cases that have come up to this one group of people that came forward and said, hey, I think I caught this. So that alone is sort of shows you like the power of contact tracing where. All the cases now are basically like, no, it's from this one group. Once this group gets healed, we there's not the virus here. The virus isn't here. Um, so yeah, like I don't whether or not we'll wear masks, like unless there's a vi- again, people in Auckland are all wearing masks. And I think maybe over time this will trickle. Because again, look, you're not gonna be able to keep this virus out a hundred percent. You can't lock off the world. Like you just can't, right? The way that it spreads. It's here. It's not going it's away. here. It's not going away. So New Zealand can try to keep its border closed for the next year and it will still find a way to get in here because people are asymptomatic, right? There's a there's a question of whether or not this comes on cold storage now, because this person worked at a cold storage facility. So oh, did yeah. this come from like people packing goods in a cold storage facility and then you sort of start unpacking the goods so you can still catch the virus because the cold keeps it dormant. Again, who knows, right? Like you just don't know enough about it of whether or not you can catch this on an Amazon box like you don't know um so like it's gonna be here and so i think at some point we'll be wearing masks in public spaces but yeah i mean i was at the grocery store yesterday and people are all on top of you people aren't really keeping space but again there's no virus here like you're not going to catch it in wellington right now um so it's not that big of a concern well wish i could say the same how many cases did you have yesterday 
six, five, six. I think there was five, five cases yesterday. Yep. Cool. Yesterday we had in this country, 46,941. <laughs> oh boy. And your president is like, oh, everyone said New Zealand's fine. So New Zealand was great. And now they're dealing with a massive pandemic. And it's like, no, six people, five people. It's not a massive pandemic compared to what's happening in the U.S. But we're dropping. We're dropping. The seven, seven day average is going down. We got a good trend line. Good. Yeah. Keep it up. New York, which is one of the states that's doing well, not well enough so that movie theaters could open. I, I just want movies to come back. Honestly, movie like, theaters are opening here. Tenet is coming out next week, I believe. Yeah, I know. I want to fucking watch Tenet. Now I could go to Connecticut and watch the movie. And will I do that? I might. I might just do oh, okay. it. Okay. I was about to I yeah. thought you were gonna say no, but yeah, you might. Okay. I might. I, I have the means. It will be a pain in the ass to do it, but what else am I doing? Besides making very creative French toast recipes. Yeah, I saw. I mean, you're now the simple fact that the first time you had a you had a Hawaiian roll was December Christmas time at my house is still amazing to me. I don't care what race you are. I feel like everyone's had a Hawaiian roll. Yeah, I never had one. And they're great. So I made them. So my own custom recipe, I just kind of winged it. Wanted to make a double down in the Hawaiian, you know, and um did uh oh look nobody died in new york yesterday i'm just looking at stats look at so that there you go We're congratulations okay. is that the first oh, no, time I lied. sorry sorry five people died yesterday okay but Zero look, that's people better than it was before. yeah that's better yeah, than it that's was. new york that's just new york yeah yeah the death the death rate's dropping down but we have better therapeutics now they know they know you give people steroids they know how to like position people when they're when they're sick like you know we're getting better we're getting better yeah, here. We're learning uh, yeah so anyway back to the hawaiian let's talk about the french toast thing because i was excited about this um and I was just thinking, like, how do I make it more Hawaiian? All right, well, let's let's throw some coconut in there. I love coconut. Love toasted coconut. I don't know how you feel about it. What's your opinion? Uh, coconut? coconut is – I don't like the texture of, like, shredded coconut. It gets a little gritty. Yeah. Um, but, I like, yeah, like, again, a, I don't – A flaky, like a crisp, like a crunchy, yeah, crispy. Yeah, as I've gotten – I hate it as a kid. Like, what's that candy bar that's got, like, coconut in the middle? I hated Almond getting Mount. that candy at Halloween. Is that Ugh. what it is? Almond Joy, Am- Mounds. I think both of those are coconut. Yeah, like you, like it's chocolate on the outside, and then the inside is just shredded coconut. And I was like, oh god, this is gross. As I've gotten older, yes, I've come to enjoy Joy. it, but it's not the first thing I reach for. I've never had an Almond Joy in my life. Um, yeah, I, that's weird that I've yeah. never had one because I love all those yeah. things inside of it. Yeah, so you should you should get one and report back. <laughs> I tried. I, I, I don't even a, remember the last time I had a, a candy bar. Yes, it's an Almond Joy. Yes, you're right. Because Mounds like is the other one that has coconut in it. That's another one. Maybe maybe it was my, like, it's just coconut. I don't believe there was any almonds in it. Maybe it was just because it's it's kind of it's stupid that almond yes, joy. It's, mounds. it's totally why? mounds because it's okay, just why? shredded coconut. <laughs> almond joy, like there's only two almonds. What? Why call that an almond joy and not a coconut joy or anything else? It's like it's it's literally the least of your it's the last thing on your ingredient list. Yeah. Okay. So almond joy and mounds are basically made by Hershey's and they're like the same. Only one has a little almond shoved in the top of it. What in the fuck? This yeah, is why. Those are the two. You want to know two. why the outbreak is happening? You want to know why we're fucked the way we are? I'm on Google. I searched almond joy and I just scrolled down the page a little bit. People also ask, are almond joys good for you? <laughs> i don't like i mean i guess if you look what? at like there's coconuts there's almonds there's dark chocolate 
those are all three things that people say are better than their counterparts, which is milk, chocolate, probably nougat, and peanuts. Right. Okay, here we go. So this is this is interesting because this is from an article from 2015 from the Daily Meal. Let your kids eat these nine candies. They aren't as bad as you think. First on the list, Almond Joy. This might be alphabetical. It says when it comes to chocolate candy, it helps to have added proteins such as almonds to keep you full and prevent you from unwrapping three more. Okay, but let's be real. Are you really stopping to eat because you're full? That whole misnomer. Oh, do this thing because it makes you full longer. It's like you don't understand. I love to eat. Yeah, no matter how I mean, full I, I get, I'm going to keep my, snacking. This the is snack size. <laughs> the snack size candies total about 80 calories. Again, snack size. So you just tend to eat more. 4.5 grams of fat and 8 grams of sugar. That's actually not bad. Try making the healthier version of almond joys made with real coconut, coconut sugar, bittersweet chocolate, and roasted almonds. Meaning, like, make your own candy bar. All right. Okay, you say so. Enough. Okay, so other ones on this list, Justin's Dark Chocolate Peanut Butter Cups. Those are found at Whole Whole Foods. I believe I've had those, and the texture was way off. Um, Kit Kat, that's interesting. Due to the So let's see, one two-piece bar is only 70 calories, 3.6 grams of fat, and nine grams of sugar. So they're just looking at like the least bad of these. Right, right. Snickers is on the list. That's okay. That's one of my favorite candy bars. Snickers. Twizzlers. Yeah. Also, I wouldn't call Twizzlers a candy. Is is that a candy? That's not a bar. Yeah, but then again, candy. they just say no, they candy. just say nine. It's, they just say yeah. nine candies. They don't say candy. Yeah, bar. yeah. I mean, look. I mean, I, I mean, and I don't want to go too far down this road, but I believe that the Reese's Cup is the greatest chocolate. I mean, it's not a bar though. That's the problem, right? Like, if you no, no, it doesn't. I don't, do bar. You, you could just say candy. You could just say chocolate candy or candy. Because I where chocolate you're going candy, with like this, hey, candy, I like, I respect I respect the opinion. I respect the opinion. I, I don't. I mean, know. look. I mean, look. Snickers is Snickers is high up there. Like it Love is. Snickers. Like it's Snickers. Like Snickers is the classic, right? Like Snickers is the golden retriever of candies, of like chocolate candies, right? Mm-hmm. Like you get a Snickers, you're never going to be disappointed, right? And it's like if you get a golden retriever, you're never. Who's dis- ever disappointed with a golden retriever? Why a golden retriever? Why that's the like the golden? It's like a basic. Like it's kind of like a basic dog. <laughs> like the golden retriever is just kind of like it's like it is. It's just kind of like meh. It's like, you know, it's great. And it's like, do you always want just the thing that you know is great? Like, sometimes you don't. Sometimes you want to switch it up a little bit. Sometimes you want to, you know, you want to pug. <laughs> sometimes you want to, you know, sometimes you want a basset hound. Like, sometimes you just want something different. Do you ever want a pug? Uh, I mean, I know people want a pug, sure. but yeah, pugs again, are fine. I, feel, I, feel, I, mean, I feel bad, I feel for, bad for them. So do I, but they're fine. Yeah, it's, it's I mean, look, for me, it's, it's Snickers, yeah, Reese's Cups, mm-hmm. okay. and Mars slash Milky Way, depending on where you are. Interesting. Those are my three. So those are my top three. And at any moment, if you give me one of those, I won't be unhappy. Hmm. Reese's are up there. My only problem with Reese's is they're gone way too quickly. Yes, they are. You can eat two the, cups in about two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> There's no wrong way to eat a Reese's, but I assure you every way you eat it, it's going to be gone way too quickly. And the the volume per the volume per bar ratio, let's say, or volume per package ratio is probably yeah, that's right. a lot of waste. The a lot worst. Of waste. Yeah, in peanut butter cups, like you are going to you might have the highest satisfaction with them. And maybe that's why they're so good. You know, if you look at if you, if you want to take I, I like looking at at the um, when I was in economics class. Right. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Economics. We're talking economics. There was yeah. the term uh, margin. Um, what is it? Decreasing, decreasing marginal u- utility. Okay. How much basically how much satisfaction you get out of each out of each time you have a thing. So they always likened it to um, 
to pizza. Well, that was the first time it was. And the analogy just stuck, stuck with me that where the first bite of pizza is the best. Like you are never more happy and getting the, the most u- than getting more utility out of uh, out of the first bite of pizza. But then each bite is successfully is uh, subsequently decreasing the amount of utility that you get. So satisfaction is going down with each thing until you basically get the end. You're like, I'm done. I can't like I'm going to be more dishappy than happy by taking another bite of this with Reese's because the volume is so small. You always stop. You never reach the end of a two cup pack and be like, yeah, wow. Mm, that was just too much. That was just too much. No, you are always at like the top of that list. Like how many Reese's peanut butter cups do you think you could theoretically eat before you start becoming like dissatisfied by the next bite? Like cups are like, so there's two cups per package. Standard size cups per pack. No, I'm not talking about package, just in cups. Just in cups. cups. Oh, man. I mean. Honestly, I think it would be like 10 for me. (laughs) I I, I mean, I I was thinking that and I was trying to like, I mean, maybe 10, 11. Mm -hmm. I think around the 11th one, I might be like, okay, I'm getting to the end where I shouldn't be eating. Where like a Snickers bar to its credit, eating one Snickers bar is a mouthful. You're good. Like You're you're good. good. So, like, yeah. the whole, like, if you're hungry, eat a Snickers is not necessarily inaccurate. Like, there's a lot yeah. in a Snickers bar. You've eaten a meal. Yeah. Yes, there, there's a lot in there. But Reese's Cup, I'm with you. I could probably, I mean, I could probably eat six without even flinching. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, that's the thing. I think the king size is maybe three or four cups. So, the, what I'm trying to get at is the Reese's might be at a dis, might be at an advantage just because of the packaging limitations that are present. Because you are always at the peak like M&Ms are in that case at the strongest. I should, I should write a scientific paper about this because I feel like <laughs> M&Ms are at the biggest disadvantage. Nobody's going to say M&Ms are their favorite because if you have a bag of M&Ms, there are so many bites to get to the end. By the end of your life, like, oh, fuck, it was just more M&Ms. Yeah. There's so many yeah. of these things. And nobody eats M&Ms one at a time. Do you know anybody who's ever eaten M&Ms like one at a time? Uh, some people like the colors, right? Some people are real picky about the colors of M&Ms that they eat. So I can totally see yeah, that. Yeah, psychopaths. <laughs> But even then, you're Maybe. still one at a time? Yeah, I mean, do you eat Skittles one at a time? I kind of do. Mm, yeah, but Skittles actually have a different flavor per... I'll tell you what I do with Skittles. It's like the same thing I do with gummy bears is I, is I like plan for cocktails. I plan for like a Skittle, like combinations. So huh. I'll pick out the ones that are that I like the least. And then I'll like mix up the ones that I like the most. The same you can thing tell I do with the gummy bears, right? Flavors and gummy bears. You can tell the difference. I, I know there are differences. Oh, I don't really a thousand percent, a yeah, thousand yeah. percent. And you want to know what the best flavor of gummy bears is? I'm going to tell you because I had them recently. I, I usually don't break and have. It's been a while since I have like real gummy bears. Oftentimes, when I and I say real in quotes, I've been my gummy bears are my favorite candy. Full stop. I agree. Gummy, I'm with you. I, I, I think blank. we're agreed on that. Like gummies, none of are this. The- and I'm not talking. If you start throwing in this bullshit opaque gummy stuff that sometimes sneaks in there no get that out of there i'm talking like i'm talking the clear transparent the german ones the hard across the board no okay yeah exactly like those yeah, that's, and that's, that's that german. sphere of yeah. gummy because you know what i mean sometimes they slip in this like white bottom shit it's like it's a yeah, gummy i'm weird. like get through no what is yeah, that that's get weird. that that's out of here it's like yeah, you put icing you. on a gummy bear get yeah, that yeah, shit weird. <laughs> now if you have a chocolate covered gummy bear it's good shit so anyway is it i've never had a chocolate gummy bear. But anyways oh, continue america so <laughs> 
the my favorite brand of gummies is uh, from It's Sugar. It's a uh, it's a brand. They sell everything online, like wholesale, but they also have that choose your own bulk thing in their stores, and you could buy individual flavors of gummy bears. Okay. And the the best flavors are pineapple and watermelon. They're the best from It's Sugar. That's my favorite gummy bears on the planet. Never had anyone better. Pineapple is the best flavor of gummy bear. When you get a clear gummy bear, typically it's pineapple. Uh, and th- those are always my favorite flavors. I like a good red, uh, like really any red flavor tends to be good. Least favorite tends to be like lemon or apple, you know, and they go with the, the greens and yellows, try to steer clear of those. They're fine. I'll eat them. I don't think, I don't think there's bad gummy bears per se. Um, and I'll, and I'll, and I'll give a shout out to a, to a weird one here. There was these, um, there's a company called, um, blanking on the name. It's like these absurdly high end, high end candy cubes. They sell like everything in cubes. One of these things called, uh, sugar Fina sugar Fina had a, had a gummy bear. These, these guys sell the most outrageous, expensive nonsense, but they had, they're so good. And they had a, a, a gummy filled with chili oil and it was oh. awesome. Oh, oh that sounds good. horrific, but I, I kind of want to so try good. it. It, yeah. You, you don't think you want it. No. And, and then, and then you get it and you're like, yeah, I want, I, I mean, want ch- chili oil is kind of like this. crack though. Like chili oil on chili oil is great. Chili, chili oil makes chili a lot oil of things better. Anything. It does. It makes chili a lot oil of on a better. pizza. Game changer. Oh, it's delicious. Absolutely. I agree with you a thousand percent. <laughs> chili yeah. oil on pizza is it's great. On pasta, obviously, it's great. Uh, you can put chili oil in Asian dishes. You can, I mean, you can, chili oils, yeah. I'm with you. So as I was saying, I made coconut crusted French toast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. It was really good. Also, uh, caramelized some pineapple. Cut a pineapple open for the first time. And this was Maybe when? Because today's Saturday, so you didn't do this on a weekend thing. I did. Uh, well, here's the thing. I, I, I was planning this thing since like Monday. Where I <laughs> what thought, day did you make this? What day did you make this? Just tell the people. Thurs- Thursday. <laughs> and then I and then I made it again today, which is Saturday. Oh, because I, I let me explain again. Look, the people on the podcast know. Oh yeah, yeah. I, this isn't an everyday thing. This is just a weekend specialty. <laughs> You're now having it on Thursdays and Saturdays. So just telling you, man, this is a slippery slope. You're on. When I was at the beach, I was down in Jersey, as I said, I was down at the shore. I, I, you know, you heard me go off about ice cream. You know, I, I, I had to uh, survey a few more ice cream places just to just to, you know, measure the scoop game across the board. So I, I ate a lot of ice cream I, and, I, and I basically ate off the rails like I often do when I'm not at home. OK, and I put on six pounds when I was uh, when I was down there. By the time I came back, I stepped on the scale. It's like, oh, shit, that's a high number. I haven't been there in a while. And I was like, I am going to be good this week. I go through the grocery store. I see those sweet buns, you know, those sweet Hawaiian buns. Delicious. And uh, and I was like, as I do now, now that I've un- unlocked the uh, the French toast secret, we'll call it. Um, I now look at everything of bread form and wonder if I can everything, every bread or bread adjacent item and think, can I make French toast out of that? And that was when I was like, I bet I can make French toast with that. And I bought them and I was like hyping myself up so much for the recipe. I was like, I'm just going to do it this weekend. I'm going to do it Saturday because that's when I make my sweet breakfast. I'm going to do it Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. And then Wednesday came and I was like, 
I can't wait. I got my new bread knife. It's purple. It's got a purple handle. So that was cool. And uh, I had all my ingredients ready to go. I was like, damn it. I'm getting too excited. I got to do this. So it went down. It went down. I made the I made them on Thursday. Made them again Looked today. Good, all, Looked good. It was great. Really good. No added sugar. The only sugar came from the uh, came from the buns. Otherwise, which, are, which just, I mean, uh, the Hawaiian sweet. I mean, they're good, but there's a reason why why I I'm used to only having them around Thanksgiving and Christmas. There's actually not a ton of them. There's not a ton of sugar in in the buns. It's I don't think this this uh, French toast is as awful as as it, it might not it be. It might not be. I and mean, it's it looks, not as it awful as what I and it's not as awful as what I'm planning to make tomorrow. That. <laughs> That's going to be, and I and I already know it, and um, so I'm going to try tomorrow. So I went by, uh, I was in the Japanese village today, which there's like this grocery store, the Japanese grocery store. Now, what I was ultimately looking for was more uh, sweet rice flour, so I can make more mochi pancakes. Try that again, and that I didn't find it. I mean, it didn't look very hard for it, but I didn't find it. And but what I did find was a matcha pound cake. <laughs> so. I'm going to try to make those. Now, there's a fuck ton of sugar in those. And I believe that's what it says in the nutritional facts <laughs> of the uh, of the ingredient list. It's like, how much sugar is this? A fuck ton. Okay, cool. So I so it came with like seven or eight slices in this thing. It's prepackaged, um, already sliced, which I wasn't too big of a fan of, but whatever. It makes my life easier. It was about the thickness that I want anyway. And I need to take them out so they could stale because that's that's one of the tricks to French toast as well as you need. You need stale bread. Sure. So it can absorb the custard without without just falling to pieces. We're doing a pound cake. It's going to be even harder. So I was like, let's stale these as much as possible. Get them out. Try it. And I was like, what am I working with here? So I had a slice already with that, you know, just as is. And uh, yeah, that's like eating candy. And we'll see how it goes. It'll probably look, look disgusting. I look forward to your bakery that you're going to open. I hope that this is where all of this ends up. I really do. I hope like like 10 years from now, we're having a discussion and you've got a bakery in uh, somewhere in Brooklyn. And it's just you baking goodies. <laughs> how? Well, wait a minute. So maybe, maybe this is how I could get to New Zealand. Is can I open this in New Zealand? You think it would play? Sure. Um, I don't know if you can get Hawaiian. I mean, you might have to import some stuff, but yeah. Like, no, no. But that's the thing. It wouldn't just be about Hawaiian sweet rolls. It would just be the whole premise would be. No, no that's I will what I'm French saying, but toast like, everything. Yeah. <laughs> but that's my, kind of my point. Like you'd want to get all these different types of. Bread. But you import that stuff and make it more exciting. It's like, yeah. Well, wow, that's what I mean, got- right? Like you'd you'd have to have a bit of import stuff. Like you'd want to import the the what is it, the challah bread as well? Challah bread, um, yeah. But go. no, well, challah bread I, and I, I, brioche yeah. are basically the same thing. I mean, but that's the thing, right? Like you'd want to, like you'd want to, you know, put emphasis you on the bread. You can't get a brioche. I mean, not a brioche that you're used to eating. Probably not. Do I don't think I don't. I mean, there, there, there's brioche buns here on burgers, but I don't. I mean, I'm sure you can. I've never bought a brioche, period. So go to a French get, bakery. Get, bakery. Um, well, how often yeah, are you I mean, looking for brioche? Though? How often never, are you looking for a loaf I'm of never yeah, looking well, for That's why you're not looking for it. I didn't know where to get them until I was looking for it. I didn't know Whole Foods had their own uh, brand of bread until I went to go get their brioche. By the way, Whole Foods brioche, delicious really good yeah, i'm Makes sure you can French get a brioche here somewhere like let me i'm, I'm sure somewhere. you there's, can there's enough um, there's enough french people here you could totally get a brioche i a hundred percent am confident you could do it i yeah. see the per- the perfect setup for if so hypothetically yeah, if i was to do it though? i would i don't know here's what i do i would i'd basically it would be a hybrid it would be a bakery and a uh it would be a bakery and a breakfast spot 
hell, not even just breakfast. You get whatever you want, but it would be a bakery and French toast place. And we'd basically French toast all the breads we make. Just make a French toast. Again, I'm, you I'm make, all about you make French toast, places. French toast yeah. donuts, French toast banana bread, French toast, uh, you know, I'll do French toast sweet rolls. I'll make, I'll make cupcakes just to turn them into French toast. Hell, I'll do French toast muffins. You know Look, what? Man, I, I think you've got a business idea here because how many people That's are banked on the French toast? Like, again, like the cupcakes, the croissants came big, right? Like, there's a couple of things that have come like come throughout our lifetime of being like, this is the big thing to eat. Like, everyone's standing in line for a cronut, right? Like, you could totally do this with French toast, man. I, I think we I think we did it. I think we found a, we found an extra strategy. <laughs> Guys, nobody take this idea. It's ours. Yeah, don't yeah until it. the next pandemic hits and nobody can eat inside. <laughs> well, then you can you can you can find a shipping delivery method. <laughs> You know, freeze or just do it down you know, you here can. as long as there's no you know as long as there's six people with the virus you can you can hawk french toast down here or just do it in a place where there's always outdoor seating and you can charge like 30 bucks and people will pay for it even though that's like 10 bucks in real money <laughs> like that's just that's... so yeah. yeah yeah there is a so i know there's a food truck because i've had it on my um list for a while here it's called the there's a french toast connection french toast connection it's in uh, portland oregon but I don't know if they do like if they yeah obviously if it's a food truck it's let's see French toast connection I don't know if they actually are just it's like a ton of different varieties of French toast it's just like this little or it's just toppings right because a lot of people a, will just put yeah it's it's just, just be like you get bananas or berries or something crazy yeah, like, like oh, a passion on. fruit yeah like it, you but call it's that the same crazy you call that crazy yeah oh what's this I don't know what this is. This looks pretty good, though. Looks so I'm like looking at the brioche options. Yeah. There's a lot of brioche buns, and there's only one loaf here that's a French mm. brioche sliced. But I don't – yeah, you'd have to go to a specialty bakery here to get a really good brioche. And I'm not – I'd have to do a little work to find that. So, All right. There you go. We'll set it up. Hey, make somebody else do all the work, and I just um, – Yeah, just lots of buns. Guy. Lots of burgers go on brioches here. So, Okay. Fair enough. Well, enough of that. Let's, let's get into some uh, – some news here. I got some stories. Tell you, tell you about them. Give you some choices as usual. Got a, got a really odd smattering of things here. Um, one of these I wanted to go through last week. So it's a little outdated, but it's still, it's still fun to talk about and we'll see how far into it we get. So here, here are your three options for the news this week. All right. We'll go in whatever order you want. All right. So we got a, um, Oh boy, how do I even classify this one? Uh, all right, let, let's go. But it's so photography. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, vaccines and NHL. Let's do NHL last. Yeah, that's a good. And one. let's do vaccines first, photography yep. second, NHL. Okay. Last. All right. Cool. Here we go. This could theoretically be a reddish, bluish, blackish, Jewish, but it's not because I don't think there's anything political about this. It's just, hey, here's a thing that's happening. Here we go. I don't know if you heard about this. I'm sure you have. Maybe you have. Reading from CNN, fake news. Putin says Russia has approved world first COVID-19 vaccine, but questions over its safety remains. This is reading from. I do do know about this because of one specific fact about this, but read because there's something that Putin said that was hilarious, uh, but continue. Well, we'll go down the line here and we'll see. Uh, it's, let's it's let's see if it long. pops up. Let's see so, if it yeah. pops up. All right. From Moscow, CNN. What do you think it's like being a, like a U.S. reporter in Russia? You think it's cool? 
You think it's good? Uh, it's got to be interesting. <laughs> yeah, all right. Russian President Vladimir Putin announced the approval of a coronavirus vaccine for use on Tuesday, claiming it was a world first amid continued concern and, and, and unanswered questions over its safety and effectiveness. Quote, a vaccine against coronavirus has been registered for the first time in the world this morning, end quote, Putin said on state TV, quote, I know that it works quite effectively. It forms a stable immunity, end quote. Putin added that one of his daughters had already taken it. He said she had a slightly higher temperature after each That's dose, it. but that, quote, now she feels well, end quote. That's it. That's it. The yes, simple fact that he good. gave this vaccine to his daughter <laughs> is like, this is the man you're dealing with. I give to daughter, she has no, she's no sick now. <laughs> Developed by the Moscow-based Gamalea Institute, the vaccine has been named Sputnik V, Great of <laughs> a reference to this to the surprise 1957 launch of the world's first satellite by Soviet Union. It has yet to go through crucial phase three trials where it would be administered to thousands of people. The claim of victory by Putin in the global push to make an effective vaccine against COVID-19 comes amid suggestions that Russia has cut essential corners in its development. Critics say countries push for a vaccine is partly due to political pressure from the Kremlin, which is keen to portray Russia as a global scientific force. Russia has released no scientific data on its testing, and CNN is unable to verify the vaccine's claims of safety or effectiveness. Despite the, this, Russian officials have told CNN that at least two, 20 countries and some U.S. companies have expressed interest in the vaccine. Kirill, Kirill Dmitriev, is that the most Russian name? It's Dmitriev is. Like, yeah, that's pretty. And Kirill, like, that's Kirill, like, yeah. Kirill. Oh, K-I-R-I-L-L. I mean, still, that's pretty... <laughs> pretty russian boris his middle name might be boris in which case it's definitely the most russian name head of russian direct investment fund rdif which is funding the vaccine research said interest from the from other countries for over a billion doses of the vaccine has been received okay a billion is one sixth of the world population so that means at least that much so one sixth if you're going to talk in percentage terms what is that like it's almost 20%. It's like 17% or so. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of people. Quote, we've seen considerable interest in the Russian vaccine developed by the Gamaleya Institute abroad. Moreover, we received preliminary applications for over 1 billion doses of the vaccine from 20 countries, end quote. He said on Tuesday, quote, along with our foreign partners, we are already preparing to manufacture over 500 million doses of vaccine per year in five countries, and the plan is to ramp up production capacity even higher. So far, countries in Latin America, the Middle East, and Asia have displayed the greatest interest in the vaccine, and we are about to finalize a number of contracts for the purchase of the vaccine, end quote. You think China's on that list? You think that's how they got to a billion? Yeah, maybe. I mean, and they're talking. They're hanging out, right? Russia, yeah, oh, China. China I saw. Yeah, yeah. They're definitely like they're they're boys. Yeah, Dmitriev sure. said phase three trials of the vaccine would start Wednesday in Russia. So that was last Wednesday, and they would and they would also take place in other countries. "Quote: We have already reached agreements on conducting the relevant trials of the Gamaleya vaccine abroad with partners from the UAE, UAE, Saudi Arabia, and a number of other countries." End quote. He said. Um, yeah, there's a whole bunch of stuff here. Oh, Russia enacted a law in April, which eliminated the requirement for crucial phase three trials to be conducted before approval. This has allowed researchers to fast track the vaccine development process. Experts have voiced unease over Moscow's rapid approval process of the vaccine. Quote, it is unclear precisely what is actually happening with the Russian vaccine. End quote, Michael Head, Michael Heed 
or head, senior research fellow in global health at the University of Southampton in the UK, told Science Medical Center, quote, it is vital that any vaccine rollout has the confidence of the general public and that there is a good communication of the of the level of effectiveness and any likely side effects. At this point in time, there is no data on the Russian-led vaccine for the global health community to scrutinize, end quote. I don't really think, I, I, it kind of goes on and on, but they're saying trials are underway. I'll just stop there. What do you think? Is it legit? It's probably real, Again, right? I think it's I think it's legit. I think that they've just like like the guy said, they've just not done any of the the what the rest of the world requires for you to safely push a vaccine out there, right? Cuz that's the thing. I believe they had the vaccine for this thing like in a month. Like the actual medical like in a lab put this and this together and it kills the virus. The problem is is that you normally have to go through such extensive testing before you roll something out. That's what takes the time. It's not so much that you can't sit there in a room and, you know, get a really smart scientist to actually come up with a with a vaccine. If, if one if one small thing goes wrong with this where it's a side effects that is not warranted, I mean, at least at least in the US, yeah, it's either zombies or massive litigation for the fact that hey, it's causing my hair to fall out, right? Like it's that type of stuff that obviously Russia doesn't care about. Putin doesn't care about. He just wanted to be first. So I don't disagree. I don't doubt that they don't have a virus or a, a cure, a vaccine for this. I do doubt that they've done any sort of testing. Literally, a guy in a lab did it and he goes, Great, roll it out. And it's like it might be fine, but you don't know long term effects of any of this, which is a bit why it's gonna take the rest of the world longer to get a vaccine and why I'm not shooting a Russian vaccine, because I don't want to wake up in the morning. And I am smooth as a seal <laughs> because I lost all my hair. Um, I'm good. I also, there's just something odd about Russians, Russia's coronavirus cases. Yeah, because they, like, they pretty they're much They're so low. They're very low. Um, but are which, they wearing masks? Like, are they doing all these things? I don't think so. Like, it's it's kind of secretive. Like, between Russia and North Korea, <laughs> like, you don't know anything about their cases. Like, what do you think is yeah. going on in these countries? And then I mean, it's the same thing with, also, like, with the North- way, yeah. with the way uh, these guys are going, they might just be like, screw it. We, yeah, well, they, we don't know if they've done human trials. You know, for sure they did because they don't give a fuck in Russia. Putin doesn't care. No, no. Care. And again, You're like, talking about countries that don't care about their people. Like the same thing, like with North Korea, right? Like North Korea just reported its first case like a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Like it's very like it's in it's like really? It's like Korea was like South Korea was one of the first places to get this. And you're telling me that North Korea didn't have a didn't have a case until like mid June or beginning of July. Forget that. China China had it. And then that's one of the few places where that the North Korea, like one of the people that people one of the places people can actually go in and out of the country from is yeah. China. China. So that's that's why I'm just like it's yeah, like I don't trust their case number. Um, I don't trust that they've safely found a vaccine. Like, I'm sure they've got something that probably kills a coronavirus. It might kill everything else in your body as well. And I totally doubt that he's given this to his daughter as well. Like, he's given, even if he gave her a shot, it's totally sugar water. Like, he's not going to give his daughter some vaccine until he sees at least another thousand people. Yeah, she had a temperature, right? Like, yeah, whatever. Like, she got a little irritation from this fake thing that he gave. Causes uh, blood to boil a little bit. It's okay. Yeah, so like that's why it's like yeah, it's like is that is that the is that the light that Trump was talking about? Like he just injected light into their body. <laughs> like again, it's just it's nonsense. So there's not going to be a vaccine until 2022 that can be fully rolled out. Like there might be clinical trials and testing, but I bet you you don't get a fully because that's the other part, right? Distributing a vaccine is hard. 
So I bet you at the earliest, if you get a vaccine that can be fully distributed by 2021, I would say that you did a heck of a job. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to it's going to be a process. And then we've talked about we've talked about effectiveness of flu vaccines before and how they're not really. No, the only time I actually the only time I've actually gotten the flu was taking the, the vaccine. Like that's the one time I got. Re- I'm serious. Like that's the one time I got six. It's just I, I don't get flu vaccines because of that. Um, yeah. Because the one the, time that I took it was I was really sick for about two or three days, and I was like, "That's the shot. I've never gotten it before." So the vaccines, yeah. I, I the vaccines are not necessarily going to get us out of it. It's going to be the the therapeutics are going to get us out of it faster than the vaccines. I think. At what point? Because if do you, you can, if start, you can get it, yeah, and you know for sure that you can get out of it um within like a slim margin right if you know that i could get it and there's a 99.9 like not even exaggerating night like there there is less than a 0.1 chance that i that i could die from having the disease because of the therapeutics and the treatments to it then things are back to normal i think now now question because, for you, right? go ahead yeah there's different strands of this virus right like there just are it's mutated sure. If you find the strand that is specifically asymptomatic, right? Like, let's just say that because the different symptoms are different are different strains of the virus. Um, would you like if someone said, "Hey, I'm having a coronavirus party, and we've got someone with the asymptomatic strain that they've been tested for, it won't kill you." Would you show up to that party to catch COVID nineteen? No. To get this over with. No, because even if you do, you, the antibodies only last like three months. Again, just asking. I'm posing it out there. To Would the you? I don't think so. Because, I, I mean, first of all, I, I rarely go to parties anyways. But I don't necessarily know if I, I would want to. Oh, you had me. You, you're just turned off by the party aspect. Not yeah, the COVID I mean, the fact that I got to stand around with a with a drink in my hand and talk to, to people who are who are specifically coughing on me to can't catch just, like, virus. Yeah, it's like, no, can't you just come over and spit in my mouth? Like, if they, can oh. you just do that? Oh. Like, <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the spit like, on my Hawaiian roll. And that sounds, yeah, sexual. you uh, know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, look, this is like, I've been again, spit I on my buns, you, spit on my buns. I'll take a, a bite. Large, and, uh, there's probably a large number of young people who would do it because it just means like, wait, if I do this and I get this asymptomatic thing, I can just go out and live my life normally. And I, and I don't have to worry about killing anybody else. Like, can we just herd immunity with this non-symptomatic strain? Like there's enough prevent, stupid people out does there that, that save you from the it. other strain i don't know it seems like a bad idea plus there's going to be the people that do die from it you don't know everybody reacts differently to it but i guess that's the thing right like if you found a strand that was specifically like you can test it and go okay there's there's a hundred strands of this out here and five of them are asymptomatic that you will not die from that's when you get some weird conspiracy stuff oh the government's going to put that in the drinking water so that everybody gets hurt faster which is already there Oh, they've like already fluoride done. and coronavirus. In your yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. It turns out it's a great thing. It also cures cancer. Oh, look at that. We turned a bad thing into a good thing. Thank you, Trump. You saved us. Turns out there was some good to this all along. Um, yeah, I, I would not do that. As far as the, the vaccine goes, I think it's hilarious. I'm amazed that there hasn't been like an endorsement by Trump for this thing. It's like, yeah, we got it. We're, we're going to take it because I, I trust him. We're buddies. And I I trust this uh, I trust this vaccine, but so far it's actually been pretty quiet on that front, uh, surprisingly. And it's I just think it's interesting that they're jumping in like this. Like, yep, we got it. We're ready to go. Yeah. Uh, do I believe his daughter took it? Probably. 
I don't know how many kids Putin has. Putin uh, has, but if he has more than more than three, one of them is disposable. Oh yeah, let's see. Uh, children, only two. Okay, so he's rolling the dice. I, I bet you the one they didn't give it to is a boy, though, because that's Putin, right? At he's least got a boy two. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> Wikipedia oh, at says two. at least two. Okay, all right. What all the right. hell does that mean? Two, two that he claims. How many kids does Joe Biden have? No, does Putin have? Uh, let's see. It says two. Does Putin have a daughter? Does Putin have a son? I guess he got one of each. All right. So Great. he's not giving it to the son because the patriarchy. <laughs> sure. Yeah, he's got to lead. He's got to take over. Rare photos leaked of Vladimir Putin's two secret daughters. Maybe that's the one he gave it to. <laughs> oh, okay. The New York Post. <laughs> one of the secret ones. Oh, this is not what I expected. <laughs> Look at this. Just just got to look at this picture and tell me. And then it, you tell me if this is what you expected when I said. Is it Putin with a wig? No, it just says rare photos leaked of Vladimir Putin's two secret daughters. And then you just scroll down and you see this picture. You're like, oh, oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's very. Oh, that's that's a fake face. That's Photoshop. Those kids don't look like that. Yeah, I don't know in the front too. Yeah, yeah. There's like some. Yeah, you think there's like some. Bat, you think there's some bat boy stuff? Absolutely, absolutely. Right. <laughs> and it's the New York Post. Like, how how much do you actually believe? All right, then we move on. All right, story number two. What I say? This is photography. It's somewhat yep. it's photography adjacent. Uh, I I saw the headline before we started, and this was enough to say we're talking about this. Here we go. Reading from the Huffington Post. Bison attacks, rips pants off woman who sat in middle of herd to snap photos. <laughs> a disturbing video shows a female motorcyclist getting a little too close to a bison mother and her calf in Custer State Park in South Dakota. I'll send you this. Uh, here you go. There's the link. I haven't watched the video. I don't know if I will watch the video. You can watch it and tell me. Yep, while, while I'm, I'm going to watch it. All right. A furious bison violently attacked a woman who got a little too comfortable with its herd Wednesday. Videos of the incident posted to Facebook on Thursday show a group of motorcyclists whose ride through South Dakota's Custer State Park was interrupted by a large herd of bison crossing the road. In one video, you see you can see a female motorcyclist walking over to a patch of grass occupied by several of the massive mammals. Bison are huge, too, right? They're huge. Uh, I'm watching this video and the bison is like literally like a sheep crossing. Like, but there's bison in the road because this is just where they roam. And they're like big, they're like big hairy cows and they're a bit fit. They're a bit more fit. It's like if a cow crosses a Chewbacca, you got a bison. Yeah. It's a pretty good description if I say so myself. The motorcyclist who is an unnamed. I see why the early settlers ate them, by the way. I get it. (laughs) Well, they're delicious. That's the other thing. The motorcyclist who is unnamed, who is an unnamed 54 year old woman from Iowa, then plops down just feet from the bison and begins to snap photos of a cow and and her calf now is that to imply yep, I'm that watching bison yep, I'm watching are it. cows down well they're i mean there's the same they're probably vo- bovines right so they're still calves they're still bulls yeah, they're still like it's the same the same yeah. class of male young male female yeah okay fair enough according to the footage according to footage the woman seems confident with her close proximity you can verify yep. this 
seems yep, confident with it. her close proximity to the wild animals and continues to take pictures until, quote, a cow bison came from the opposite side of the road and charged her, end quote, a representative from Custer State Park told HuffPost in an email. In the disturbing video, you can see the animal catching her belt by its oh, horn yeah, wow. and swinging it her around aggressively. Quote, oh, yeah. She was apparently saved when her pants came off and she fell to the ground unconscious, end quote. This is a report by the Custer County Chronicle that was shared on the sheriff's office's Facebook page. So it's not it's not gory. You literally see the this this young cow. Or again, it's not very big. It's not a big like I. It's not a giant. I mean, it's a bison, but it's not like the one video. of the big big ones. So if you go to if you go to timestamp of two minutes, you'll pretty much see it. Okay, um, because go. the camera pans down, so you see one mount one bison up there, and then you see this thing run across the road. It's swinging around, give her a little whirly, and then she kind of yeah, rolls I mean, in the grass. Just chilling. I don't even know where then, she is. And then the funniest part of this video is this guy who this, who puts his hand on his hip like he's about to fire a pistol. Um, I don't know if you see this guy who comes running forward and he kind of does like the I've got a gun walk. Oh, I see. I see her being swung yeah. around now. Okay, got yeah. it. Yeah, and then yeah, you yeah. see this guy running left. Oh, yeah, this guy. Like, this guy's like, running left. And they're like, "What's going on?" Oh my god, she just got she just got yeah. pinched. And, yeah, <laughs> and he's just like swinging around circles, and then the pants come yeah. off. Yeah, you can see sort of something come off, but then Oof. this guy takes his shirt off and then covers her up because she's obviously because he's behind. a gentleman. Yes. <laughs> That's the yeah, that's how that that's how that works. Yeah. And then I mean this is exactly yep, the people you would off. expect in South Dakota as well. Like this woman who sort of runs toward the camera is like, yeah, she looks like she lives in South Dakota. Woman from Iowa in South Dakota. Yeah, that's what they look like. A little a little yeah. chunky. Who is taking white. this video? Yeah, now he's like at the now he's like at looking at a tree. <laughs> like this oh, there's is... a whole lot of people here. Where's the woman? I want to see like where she sits down to take the picture, though. Yeah, and then this guy with this cowboy hat comes out with a new pair of pants. He's oh, got the, is it the no, woman? Oh, the I see. I see the woman. Yeah, yeah. So at the sitting end, in the field. Yeah, she's kind of minding her own business there. But when did they? Yeah, actually, but like, I mean, charge? I mean, is she really minding her own business. Like she's true. She's like in their living room. Yeah. So like, yeah, it's like, yeah, I'm just sitting here taking pictures, even though like I'm sitting here watching you eat. <laughs> like I'm like going to a restaurant and sitting at your table and filming you. Like, hey, yeah. can you leave? And of course, the bison can't speak, but they're trying to tell her, like, hey, can you get out of here? And then one just goes, I'll get her out of here. So yeah, so he caught catching the belt by its horn and swinging around aggressively, and then the pants yeah. came off. And then at the end of the video, you see a guy walking toward a police officer with her pants, getting her idea out of the or getting her ID out of the. Uh... Oh yeah, there's, a, there's an Instagram video as well underneath this where she's kind of in this teal. She's got a biker vest on. Oh, is that better? Uh, yeah, it's a little. Yeah. I mean, this is this is 2020, really. I mean, it's long because it's it's Instagram or something or Facebook video. I mean, it's it's Iowa people, right? 54 year old Iowa yeah. woman is going to be Facebook. Oh, this looks the same. I think it's the same same well, video. One below as well. <laughs> this woman who's running across the screen is hilarious. Oh, I there's see. Audio there's audio in this that's hilarious. By the way, I was not listening with the audio on, but the audio was funny. Why? What happens? Because the woman in the other video is like, "Oh my god, it got her." <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching these. Uh, yeah, so I guess basically traffic was all stopped because this massive herd of bison. I this audio. I, again, I don't have the. Um, I'll put my headphones up to it so you can hear it. Okay, let's hear it. Oh my god, it got her! Holy shit! <laughs>
Oh, I really hope that gets boosted up because that's hilarious. Oh, she has no pants on. Yeah, you didn't see that bison swing her around and then rip the pants off her. You just saw the part where it got her. The woman was reading on for the article. The woman was flown to a hospital on a helicopter and somehow and quote, somehow escaped serious injury and quote, according to the report. Park visitor Joe Reed, who filmed the unsettling footage, said in her Facebook post that she shared the video on social media to highlight how dangerous it is to interact with the wild animal. Thankfully, the ranger did not need to tranquilize the bison, end quote, she wrote. Reed also noted that she noticed herds and herds of bison while driving through the park Wednesday, quote, they were frisky and punchy with each other, some trying to bait, end quote, she wrote. Breed also described the attack and the events leading up to it as tense because she didn't feel the bikers were respecting the space of, quote, these massive, beautiful creatures, end quote. You're right. Reed's right. Reed's got a pretty good hat on her shoulders. She quote, must have not been on the bike. She was She was just a, She was in a car just filming. Just recording. Yeah. Yeah. She was probably just keeping her distance. I mean, if you're, you're pretty far back in that video. She doesn't really seem near anything. Oh, man, quote, the audio is hilarious, though. And he's like, she doesn't have pants on. Nope, she doesn't have pants more. on? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're they're gone. They're gone. Uh, quote, this was certainly an unfortunate occurrence, end quote, the park told HuffPost. Quote, we cannot caution visitors enough to respect the, pay- the space of these animals and all the animals they encounter in the park, end quote. The park also noted that it does not have an update on the attacked women woman's condition. And that's the end of the article. So there you go. I'm sure oh, look, she's, she's she didn't fine, have serious injuries. I'm I sure mean, she's fine. This is, this is the animal revolution, right? Like bikers think that, and again, the guy's going to shoot a bison. That bison will take about 10 shots and it will get you afterwards. So be very careful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Look out. Just, just leave animals alone. Right. Pretty much. I mean, especially in that case where they're just kind of trying to cross the road and you're like taking pictures of them. Now, if you're actively prepared to put an animal down, then sure. But if you want to be in a, in a field, with the camera on, ah, like, don't be surprised when it comes at you. You should leave it alone unless you're prepared to do something. Yeah, I'm, I'm never prepared to do something in that situation. <laughs> so, yeah, leave them alone. Just, I just run for cover. Yeah, so leave them alone. I hope the best. Yeah, exactly. Or look the from, animals look from a safe distance and don't keep gum in your pockets. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I did learn that lesson. <laughs> um, okay. So we'll move on to the NHL story. And this is not the NHL story you think about. But you, have you been watching? Before I get into it, have you been watching hockey? No. Only thing I know. And again, I'm kind of the bubble sports. I was just like, me, whatever. It's not a real championship to me. Yeah, kind of. I mean, whatever. Like, it's just not. Like, same thing with basketball. Like, I'm aware of what's happening. I'm aware that the Canucks knocked somebody out last night. Uh, the Blues, I believe, right? They think they knocked the Blues yep, out. They're out. Um, yeah. And then. Round one is officially over. Yeah. So did Vegas win? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. So the that's my uh, I team. Believe, yeah, that's my team. I'm I, again. I've got two teams. I've got the Wings, and I've now got the Vegas Knights. That is the team I'm rooting for, and I know that they won. Um, but yeah, like I'm kind of half watching it. Like I'm not watching the games. I'm just sort of seeing highlights and reading. Like, hey, this team got knocked out of the playoffs. But yeah, I'll join you there. I'll, I'll root for the Knights as long as they're not playing the Flyers, which would be in the Stanley Cup if at all. Now, so uh, I've got a question for you. Yeah. Is is gritty anywhere to be seen in these playoffs? Because that's a shame. Oh yeah. Oh, is he, he is. Okay. You can see him all over because he is yeah. active on Instagram. He is. Is, is he's he doing in the bubble? Thing. Is gritty in the bubble? I don't know. Actually, I don't think so. 
I would have noticed shame, that. But you couldn't have just put him. With I think the he, team. he might be in the bubble, like running around doing things. I that might be what's happening. I'm not entirely sure. I would hope so. But I can tell you what, watching the Flyers is one of the most frustrating things I've done in a while. Yeah, that team. Um, I don't know how, how did you even become a Flyers fan. I don't know. It's just it's I, it's just been uh, the way it's been for my whole life. I've been a Flyer fan. So that like not the, I mean, you could have been a Devils fan. The Devils were like on a run for a long time. Yeah, they beat the Flyers to get to the playoffs. But speaking of the Devils, like the early 2000s, that's what this Flyers team reminds me of, yeah. especially now in the bubble. Like they were really cranking before the break, like before they shut down. Flyers were one of the hotter teams in the in the in the NHL. And they came back as like, oh, they're winning games. Things are okay. And then I started watching the games. I'm like, how? How are they winning games? They are playing like doing the most odd rookie things, like blind passes in the front of the net from behind the net, like in the in the offensive zone, just throwing it into traffic. And then, oh look, now it's going the other way. Now, how did that happen? I don't know. This is so weird. Um, they're just playing a dump and chase game. Uh, and up until two games ago, I think they were like. They scored on one power play out of like over 20. It was nuts. Huh. It was really nuts. Like how not good they were. So right. or how, oh, how not left? good their play looked, yeah. but who's left their left? defense has been so good. Who's left their so far? Dallas at Colorado. Yeah. And the Islanders Boston. are playing the Flyers in round yep. two. Boston and Tampa Bay or Boston and versus Tampa Bay. Vancouver versus Vegas. That's going to be, I really hope that Vegas can take down Vancouver because I it. love nothing more than watching them. Yeah, and then that's it. And then the, the Islanders are good though, aren't they? Uh, They are fine, pretty I guess. They, they, made, they made pretty quick work of the Capitals. They won that series 4-1. Yeah, and the Capitals were the defending champs, so. Yeah, but we'll, we'll be But again, we'll that's what I mean. Down. This is kind of a fake championship, to be honest. Let's, let's be real. Yeah. Everyone's gonna know, so. like, oh, you won the Stanley Cup in 2020. Oh, that's the year that, that, that you know the pandemic hit the world. Like, okay, whatever. Cool. They're still on the cup. Names on the cup. I guess. What do you want to not put the names on the cup? You want them to I, put all the names I mean, on with a with an asterisk on it? Give them a give them a coronavirus cup. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing with the NBA. Give them a coronavirus championship. That's what it is. It's not Stanley's cup. It's it's not a Stanley Cup. It's a Stan Cup. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> only like, on looks like looks like a solo cup. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just a red solo cup stacked. The pyramid. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be right. down for that. Yeah. Anyway, here's the news coming out from the NHL. Um, Mike Milbury criticized after saying women couldn't disrupt NHL players in bubble. <laughs> <laughs> Hockey analyst Mike Milbury is once again facing criticism for comments he made during on air during NHL and NBC. Milbury faced negative feedback for his take on Tuka Rask earlier this month. I don't know what that was about. Now, now he's under fire for comments. I can tell you what that's about. I can tell you what that's about. If you want to know what quickly, Tuka Rask took himself out of the playoffs um, because he said he, you know, he was dealing with some family issues and he didn't want to be in the bubble. So right as the Bruins had started the playoffs, he left the bubble and went home. So that's what happened. Now I don't know what he said. But that's basically what happened is that Tukar said, hey, this isn't worth me being around my wife and my kids. Let's see. What because again, they use, they use the same image. Oh, by the way, I read it from sportingnews.com, which I didn't even know was a website. Yeah, sure. Uh, what do he say? So on the Tukar thing. He says, quote, this is just reading from Twitter. Nobody. Nobody simply opted to leave the bubble just because they didn't want to be here and they needed 
and they needed to be with family. I would have not, I would have not have done it. The rest of the league's players have not done it. I don't know what that means. I, that that's a yeah again what you mean which left the well, left his family like left the playoffs because again the Bruins are in the playoffs and I believe he played game one and he had sort of like they had asked him be like hey how do you feel about being in the bubble like how's your life and he's like he was like this is awful like I don't really want to be here to be honest with you like my wife and my kids are not inside of the bubble I won't see them at least for you know it's been already a month and it'll probably you know if we go all the way it's another two months I don't really want to be I, I don't think this is worth it and then the next day he told the team like I'm out like I'm leaving if I you know I'm gonna leave the bubble and if I can't come back after leaving the bubble then screw it find another goalie is basically what he said so I'm guessing Milbury saying I wouldn't have done that I wouldn't have quit on my team for my family is basically yeah. what he's saying well, he hates his family, or he doesn't have a family, or both. Now he's under fire. Anyway, now he's under fire for comments he made about NHL bubble life. Speaking speaking during the Islanders 4-0 win over the Capitals on Thursday night, Milbury said there weren't any there weren't women in the bubble to disrupt the players. That disrupts in quotes. He comments his comments came after co-host John Forsland was talking about the environment of the bubble. Quote. If you think about it, it's a terrific environment with regards to if you enjoy playing a, and enjoy being with your teammates for long periods of time, it's a perfect place. And quote, Forslund said, Milbury responded, quote, not even any women here to disrupt your concentration, end quote. <laughs> On Friday afternoon, the NHL released a statement regarding Milbury's comments, quote, the NHL, the, the NHL condemns the insensitive and insulting comment that Mike Milbury made during last night's broadcast, and we have communicated our feelings to NBC. The comment did not reflect the NHL's values and commitment to making our game more inclusive and welcoming to all. NBC Sports said in a statement via the AP, quote, we're disappointed about Mike's ins- insensitive comments and have addressed it with him, end quote. Mike Milbury added, quote, I sincerely apologize for making the comment. It was not my intention to disrespect anyone. I was trying to be irreverent and took it a step too far. It was a regrettable mistake that I take seriously. And quote, ESPN reporter Greg Wyshynski added he he had, quote, heard that Mike Milbury is not going to be a part of the Flyers Habs broadcast and quote Friday night. While NBC Sports did not release a statement saying this, Mike Milbury's name is not listed on the broadcast crew in the network's press release. NBC Sports and NHL released their statement after many voiced their concerns about the sexist comment on social media. So real quick, I want to read another story for you that pertains to this topic, right? Mm -hmm. So this is from CBS Sports. Seahawks cut rookie who tried sneaking visitor disguised as, as a Seattle player into team hotel per report. (laughs) <laughs> so Kima Sivaran was an undrafted rookie attempting to make a cornerback depth chart on the Seattle Seahawks. And Seattle had previously announced Sivaran's release on Tuesday, but did not cite a reason for his departure, simply noting that it helped the team trim its offseason roster to 76 players. But video footage shows the Oklahoma State product trying to bring a woman into the Seahawks makeshift training camp facilities. The unwelcome guest was even wearing a Seahawks apparel in an attempt to look like a player. So this kid... Tried to sneak a woman into the bubble by dressing her up like a Seahawks player. So Seahawks are in a bubble, I guess, for training camp? Yes. All of the NFL teams are in a bubble for training camp. Now, the NFL is talking about not having a bubble when they play games, which is stupid. Um, But whatever. Um, (laughs) But anyways, right now, they're in sort of these, again, like players only, staff only. You got to get tested. And he tried to sneak in a woman by dressing her like a player. (laughs) Yeah. So this is a thing. So, I mean... 
and the point that Mike Milbury is making is insensitive, but his point is just strictly about distractions, about you know not thinking about hockey. They, it, when you're looked- in this bubble, you're only thinking about hockey. But again, I would say that why you can have a no- you can have a normal life and still be very good at your job. You can have relationships. You can have wives and loved ones and kids and do other things and care about more than just hockey and still be very good at hockey. Like that's the short sightedness of it and the insensitiveness of it. If he's basically saying, "Well, women are the problem," and it's like women aren't the problem. It's you know people who aren't able to focus on being professional enough to put your best out there are the problem. It's got nothing to do with if it was a woman or a man. It make no it makes no difference. That's true. Yeah, I suppose so. I I think it's a. It was clearly. I mean, I guess I didn't hear the tone or anything, but when I read it, I was like, "Oh, okay." I, I guess as I'm not a woman, but I understood. It didn't sound like it was malicious. It it's sounded a joke. Like, if you would have made it 10 years ago, this wouldn't even be a story. And guess right. what? It's 2020. Times have changed. You got to grow up. But here's the other thing. Maybe this is a controversial thing to say. Is it? Is there no truth to that comment? Like, is These are guys who are in their early 20s. All these like ripped dudes. And again, whether you're going after women, you're going after guys, whatever your preference is, whatever. You're going to tell me that's not inactive if you're not like in a committed relationship and whatever it is, that's not like what you're doing. Most of these guys are like still finishing out their like or are, are leave college to go out and play. So they're, they're going out and they're just like crushing it. They're, they're, <laughs> right? they're doing what young people do. But I guess the problem yes, is, is because exactly. he made this again. My the question is, you always have to you always have to ask is if he was. Because there is a women's hockey league. And if he had said this during the women hockey league's playoff or the WNBA playoffs, would he have said this about men? And there's no men here either. Like, you wouldn't have said that. No one would say that. And that's inherently the problem. Is because this is, it, is sort is of an old... Is it because of the stereotype? Like, it sounds like he was jumping trope. on a stereotype. Again, it is. It's this old trope that... I mean, this is there's a boxer's trope as well about, well, you know, you have training camp away from your wife because you get weak legs if you're having relations with your, you know, before you fight. Like, it's old tropes about, like, men, you know, about women being the downfall of men in athletic competition. Like, there is that old trope that, like, it's a distraction. It's, you know, doing all this stuff and chasing women, you know, those, you know, makes you less focused. And, you know, you got to separate men from women. Otherwise, they they can't act right. Like, it's a trope that is disparaging to both men and women, really, um, of saying, like, hey, Jason, you can't be good at your job unless you're completely focused. If you're out there chasing girls, then you're not as good as this guy who's sitting in the, you know, who's sitting in the gym 24-7 and focusing. Like, it's just you can be a normal human being and be very good at what you do. So, yeah, it's kind of, again, I don't find it offensive because I'm not a woman, but I could totally see in 2020 how if you're a woman, that's extremely offensive. I get it. Like, I get it. I Yeah, I I suppose. I don't, I guess I don't want to put myself in a hole and think about, like, the ways that I would say. But really, if you look at it, it's, it just seemed like a stereotypical example of a, let's call it an extracurricular like as, as an offense, like you said, yeah, there's this and they banned video games so they can't play video games, right? Yeah, but again, like that's it's, it's thing, like, another yeah. thing that you would do. And as these guys who are, you know, let's say 21 year old guys who could otherwise have more of a an active social life in towns they visit or wherever, right? After parties, celebration, these things are that's part of life. It's not a good or bad thing. It just is. But I guess that's and the that thing, though, does is that not he, was, he was pointing it as a negative, as in saying women are a negative to young players achieving greatness, is what he was saying. 
Because look, when these guys are, I mean, this happens all the time. You hear about NBA players. They go to strip clubs. They do all this stuff. They still win championships. I mean, that whole last dance thing was about like Rodman was doing crazy stuff before, you know, before the the, the championship game. And guess what? He, he played great. Right. Yeah. So it's like this old trope that like women, again, like women are a distraction. Women aren't helpful to men being great is kind of what it's saying instead of, hey, men who are responsible can still, you know, go out and have fun and not, you know, and it's not the woman's again, men's actions are just as important as women's actions when it comes to this stuff. So like the fact that he's saying, well, yeah, the women are the problem. Women aren't here. So there's not a problem anymore. Again, it's extremely sexist. <laughs> but again, I, I get your again, I get but that's not man, really what he's, what he's saying. It's so high level. Though. If you if you almost if you take offense as the woman, like it's just as it's just disparaging to the men that are going out to it is, and that's why everyone is women. sort of and that's why women specifically are saying you're not only disparaging us, you're disparaging the men as well. Like this is a sexist trope that does no favors to anybody. How sexist if it's if it's equally disparaging? It's just a, in my opinion, it's just like well, that's, a. Well, that's it's the point. Well, again, it's not. It, it's not equally disparaging. It disparages men, but it heavily, it way more disparages women by saying that young women are a distraction to men. That without young women, men he didn't say young. Women. He didn't say young. He just said any women, any, any woman, all period. Women. Young, old all doesn't women. matter. If you're eighty, yeah. you're still a distraction. Is what he's saying. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, again, yeah. I think yeah. that's just the. And again, like yeah, again, their mothers I, I aren't there to give them shit. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and again, good. it's not. I think most people can process what he's saying, but again, it's 2020. You got to do better. Like this stuff perpetuates stereotypes and things that just simply aren't true. Yeah. Like it's not true. I, like I also young, I don't read enough about sports. I don't really care. I don't even listen to the uh, analysis. I just look at the game and be like, "Yeah, okay, that person's doing fine. That person's not doing fine. That's that's a stupid play. Whatever." I'm I'm watching the game. I don't need to hear the moment to moment. Um, but like, if that wasn't there, that would be even more weird than no. I mean, no, how about uh, than no crowd about, at this point? How about this though? But, right, Tiger Woods was doing the crazy stuff he was doing while he was winning championships. Yeah, he I'm saying that could be part of the process too. That's kind of the point. That right? might be why the Flyers are playing so shitty because they can't they because their routine is broken. It's not they're not a distraction, they're part of the process. So, is that more offensive? Anyway, it where I was getting at was it turns out <laughs> it turns out people hate this guy. Like people really Yeah, hate yeah, people Mike don't Milbury. like him anyways. They don't like him anyways. I mean, the same like, thing a lot of people hated Don Cherry. Like why the do old people staunch white guy talking about hockey. Don Cherry's got like great him. ties. Yeah, but Don Cherry's also a racist. Oh, okay. But he's no white guy. And that's just kind of faked into the pie at that point. <laughs> like, what's the cutoff date? What's the cutoff year? Old ra- where, where we excuse old racism? Where it's just like, well, that's, yeah, they are just, that's just kind of who there they are. There is no cutoff. It's 2020. Get rid of all of them. That's what we're doing. Oh, okay. we're, we're eradicating racists. It doesn't matter if you're 90 and you used to get a passport. No more. By the way, I thought it was pretty great. Um, this is a complete set. Well, let me just ask this question before I go down this tangent. Why Why do people hate Mike Milbury so much? I, again, I'm guessing because, because his analysis sucks. Because his analysis is there's no women in the bubble. That's why we're getting great hockey. That's why. All right. All right. Weird analysis. That was also said during play. It wasn't like after know, the that, game. That's my during, point. Is that if you're during the again, game, it's some, really strange. Every sport, there's these purists, right? Who like, just tell me the game. I don't want to hear the jokes and this, this, this. And Mike Milbury's analysis probably sucks for hockey. Like if you're a real hockey fan and you really understand how the game has evolved and you're getting real stupid stuff like they got to pass the puck. I don't understand. They got to pass. And it's like, shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. You're an idiot. 
that I mean, that happens in every sport, right? That happens with Chris Collinsworth in football, even though he's really knowledgeable. It happens with basketball analysis of just like this guy, he doesn't know what he's talking. People hated Reggie Miller as an announcer because he would say stupid stuff like you gotta shoot the ball. And it's like, no, no crap, man. That's the game. We get it, right? Like it's that type of analysis that people don't like. Okay, here we go. Reading from uh reading from the hockey subreddit from a post in 2017, someone asked, Why do people hate the NBC broadcaster Mike Milbury? He says, I'm new to I'm a new hockey fan, and it seems like everybody hates him. Why? Uh, and then the first response, top rated response. He said, as a TV personality, he constantly says really dumb shit, like encouraging purposefully and brutally injuring players as a legitimate strategy. As a GM, he made such colossal blunders that the team took a decade to recover from. Yeah, he's a bad as a GM. player, <laughs> he climbed into the stands and fought with fans. I do remember that, including beating a man with a shoe. I do. Okay, right. That was <laughs> I thought that was him. I wasn't for sure that that was him. But yes, that is a thing that I heard. But I guess he really fucked up the Islanders. Um, yeah, he did. They, yeah, yeah. Like, I remember when he was GM. And again, like, people just, and again, his analysis isn't very good. So generally, when you're not very smart and you're just in there just being like, yeah, you got to hurt him. And it's just like, dude, that's not a hockey analysis. Like, I don't want to hear you. Like, I, that's like a guy at a bar. And again, if you're getting paid a ton of money, someone goes, well, then I can do that job. Why do I have to listen to this idiot? So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, well, I was going to say, you talk about the, um, you know, going back and canceling racist people. The, the, um, I, I do listen to Bill Maher every week. I listen to a show. Uh, you can get the podcast for free. His last, not this, not yesterday's, but the week before that, he, his new rules, his end new rule thing was all about, um, how we should really be canceling God because you go back and look at all these people who are, it's like, you're going to go canceling people because they own slaves, like founding fathers and all that stuff. If you, he's like, most of these people did that in the name of Jesus and the Bible. And that's how they justified the things. And then quoting all the verses of slavery that are in the Bible. (laughs) And no one's necessarily calling for that. Now, Bill Maher is always of course, anti-religion, but I just thought it was a pretty interesting take. Yeah, I, I don't agree with that because there's a lot of good that comes out of the other side of that as well. Sure. Like you can read any text and use it in your, you know, especially a text that's the most published text of all time. I mean, look, I can read the Art of War and twist it in any way that I want to. So well, that's that's the thing. Like I think he was talking specifically for people who want to go back and cancel like Jefferson and George Washington. Yeah, again, it's the way that those people use those words more than the words themselves. But I mean, I, I guess point. And it's Bill Maher. That's just what he does. Yeah, exactly. Just be a bunch of hyper hyperbole. All right. Well, let's get into a little reddish, bluish, blackish, Jewish. Now I was going to you want to talk about the convention. I was going I do to want to talk about the convention. Tell you about the uh are, how familiar are you with QAnon? Not enough other than I keep hearing about it. And again, I, I just assume it's like every – and it, the real funny thing is, again, I'm, the real funny thing about all this stuff on the internet is because, again, I, I've been using the internet fairly regularly probably since I was 12 or 13. Yep. Maybe a little younger, right? Because, I mean, I was one of the first – my family was one of the first people to really, like, embrace broadband internet and cable internet, like not using dial-up. You have that so, like, uh, between dial-up that shark and stuff, fin, and again, that shark fin modem? Yeah, like like every yeah, like everything that's bad about again, like there's the internet's always been sort of this there's fringes and there's like the you know the the cool stuff, right? Like the educational stuff and stuff that and again, this is before YouTube, this is before all this stuff. This is when like ICQ was and AOL Messenger were still the main ways to talk to people. Like all that stuff, right? 
And I just assume that QAnon is like any other fringe, like 4chan, 8chan, any of these other groups that sort of come up where it's a bunch of crazy people who get on the internet and a bunch of normally crazy young people, trolls, who come up with crazy stuff as just for the lulls, right? Like that's what it's always for. It's just for the, it's just for the laughs. And the problem is now there's so many people on the internet and there's so many dummies on the internet. A lot of people believe this crap. When it's always been a bunch of trolls where you can easily filter this out. I guess you learn when you're on the internet for a very young age, like that's nonsense. Like that, that's just literally people trolling. And I believe that QAnon is a giant troll. And the problem is, again, a lot of the Trump stuff is giant trolling as well, because it's just to make the libs cry. And there's enough people now who are on the internet who you can access it from their iPhone or from their basic Android phone. They read this crap and they repost it on Facebook. And then the people on Facebook look at it and believe it. And I believe that's exactly what QAnon is. And now you've got enough people on the internet that you got people who weren't, who didn't grow up with the internet, who believe anything that comes out of it. That's my take on QAnon. I don't, all I know is that with the stuff that Trump said, where he's like, yeah, you know, where the reporter was like, apparently they believe that you're going to save us from a satanic cult of baby eaters or something like that. Or like something (laughs) nonsense. And Trump was like, well, yeah, that's what they think. Yeah, I'll do anything I can to stop that. And it's like, it's like, yeah, no, that, he said, point, I know that right? I hear they like me. Is that no? A he bad, said that afterwards, those, though. He goes, he said, are those yeah, he's like, is that a bad thing? Yeah, he's like, is that a yeah. bad thing? It's like, if I'm, you know, trying to stop a say time, he's basically saying the stuff they said, it's nuts. But if that's what they believe I'm doing, sure, that's what I'm doing. Like, it's that type of nonsense that's like, that's what QAnon is. And I know that there's two candidates who have like talked about QAnon viewpoints who have actually been like nominated they're going they're going to be in congress like they're going to Yeah win, and like but again so this anyways, is that's the product of the internet I don't yeah. I don't want to go too far down this road cuz I sure. you want to talk about the conventions rare you want to talk about something in politics so we'll do that the reason the only reason I asked that question was cuz that's what I originally had planned to yeah. talk about this woman um <laughs> but we'll it's not going to go away so we'll do that next No week. it's not going away and again like I think the main thing is like if you're over the age of 50 believe nothing you read on the internet like i just for whatever reason there's a group of people who got on facebook in 2010 when it became open to everybody and they just started believing crap on facebook when most of again i like to think that there's a lot of young people who realize all of this is trolling like it's all just to get your grandma to believe that QAnon is a thing so you can laugh about it with your friends on the internet and enough people just don't take this stuff for what it is. And instead they see it like, well, I read on Facebook that. And it's like, dude, if you read it on Facebook, it's most likely a lie. But they're also the most outlandish desperation plays to try to get people. It's crazy. Like the 5G why thing Trump, is nuts. Why like, Trump nuts. does the things he does. That's really okay. But again, it's, but that's also like trolling. Like it's trolling to just, let's just, how long can we keep this up? Yeah. Right. And enough people have started to believe it. They're like, well, now we don't even have to do it. People just believe the crap that we tell them. So. Yeah, well, um, I'm gonna. Did you watch any of the convention? Yeah, did you the convention? I just want to throw you. Okay, okay, okay. Who's older, Michelle Obama or Paul Giamatti? Michelle Obama has to be older, right? All right, you're right. But by how many years? By three. I gotta say, she's like or two. She's fifty five, I'd guess, like mid fifties. Yeah, she's three years older. You nailed it. Wow. You're yeah, pretty good. You go. You're getting better Look at, at this. Look at that. Come on now. I, I know my president. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't realize it. Okay. I, but one, she looks great. Yes, absolutely. Black and, you know, that's crack, why man. like you look at that. You're like, oh, wow, Paul, her versus Paul Giamatti. I'm like, that would be interesting. And then I looked at it. Yeah, black don't crack. I, actually, I mean, it's just I generally just, yeah. 
I actually assume she'd be older, but then I'm like, oh, I guess Obama was pretty young. Like they were kind of young when they when they. Because hey, is Obama even sixty yet? He might not be. He might have just turned sixty. That's a good question. That might have been a better question to ask. He's got to yeah, be. Like, uh, let's. See. I would say he's like fifty eight, fifty nine. Like I don't think he's sixty yet. Let's see. He is fifty nine. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Um, oh, he looks. He he aged. That dude aged. Oh, I mean, being a president ages, but look, I mean, still looks great. I mean, this just literally shows you, like, I mean, Obama is still president. Like, even Trump, I mean, Trump basically said, well, was, the only reason why I'm here is because of Obama. He blamed his presidency on President Obama. Like, how crazy is that? That even Trump realizes, well, the only reason why I'm here, I, I like my old life. I'd still be doing what I was doing before if it wasn't for Obama. He's if blamed- Obama didn't say to him, you'll never have this job at that dinner. Do you think Trump would be would have run for president? No. And a so lot of then this he's turned, right. <laughs> but that's my point though, is that it turned into this. And the fact that Trump is doing such an awful job, he's gonna blame that on Obama. He'll never take responsibility for the fact that the only reason why Trump took this job is because of a legacy. Trump wants to be remembered. His greatest fear is that we all forget about him. Yeah. That's what keeps him. I mean, why else are you talking about, well, let's build a wall. I want a monument. Hey, can I get myself on Mount Rushmore? Like, literally, he he's trying to submit himself in history, good or bad. He just wants to be remembered. Well, Obama put it best where he said, Obama actually said it. He said, Trump takes responsibility for nothing, but takes credit for everything. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so this is just, again, like the fact of his speech during the Democratic National Convention like you're literally watching this and you're like this dude is still the president like he'll always be the president and that's what burns Trump more than anything. Obama will always be remembered. Always. He hasn't said anything about Trump really in these last 4 years. Yeah, he's been pretty quiet. In this 20-minute speech, he completely dismantled his entire presidency as far as like it doesn't matter what he does, he's never going to be remembered. He was never able to do this job ever. He won't now and he won't in the future. He is not equipped to do this. Oh, you don't think Trump will be remembered? I think he'll be remembered after this pandemic shit. Even if he loses, he'll be remembered. He'll be infamous. I, I, I did this with Alice the other night, right? And I, I was talking to a Kiwi who doesn't know much about American history. Mm-hmm. Name the presidents that you actually remember. Like, really remember. Just off the top of your head, right? George Washington, right? Founder of the country. Yep. Abraham Lincoln freed the slaves. Sure. JFK got killed. Yep. Nixon, Nixon. got impeached and left right. office. That, that would be this camp. Hold on, hold on. He hasn't left office yet, but I, I'm going through the list, right? He got impeached, left office, had this big Watergate scandal. Uh, who else? Do when you you're, like, when you're like done. George okay, Bush cool. 9/11? Like George Bush, nine eleven, Obama, the first black president. Taft, I mean, again, Taft got stuck fat. in a bathtub. He's fat. But again, got like even if bathtub, yeah. a little time to remember, like Bill Clinton, Monica Lewinsky, uh, Jimmy Carter, Reagan. Peanut. How could you not Reagan, remember Reagan? Reagan, he's an act. But again, like I say, most people. Again, Reagan was what number seven on my list and that's just because we're of that age i'm talking 50 years from now i think you're going chronological president george bush 9-11 abraham lincoln freed the slaves george washington founded the country there's what 40 presidents in the middle of that that i'm gonna miss that don't matter trump is in that list of presidents who will not matter if he wins another term, he has the potential of doing so much damage because he wants to be remembered. This is why you have to vote him out, because it will be the most painful thing in the world for him to get four years that are basically forgotten. 
you might remember Trump coronavirus, but that's such a worldwide thing, right? Like I'm talking about specifically America. 9-11 was happened to America. Barack Obama happened to America. The pandemic is everybody, right? The pandemic, I'm going to remember the pandemic myself because of New Zealand, really. Like I'm not going to remember because of the U.S. It's a blip. Yeah, but but they he will be remembered by the guy who allowed the U.S. to fail to lead. I'm, I'm telling you, man, first- I don't think. I actually believe he, if he doesn't get elected again, and I think this was a big part of the Democratic National Convention of basically saying, we have a chance if you don't elect him again that he's completely forgotten. We could undo all of this. It's not We're not that far. Four years of a first-term presidency, he hasn't gotten much done. He hasn't done much damage. But if you allow him to win again, he will do damage. As of right now, we can fix all of this. We can fix it. But if you elect him again... That he will do irreparable damage. He will do damage that you cannot repair because that's what his nature is. His nature is going now that he gets another term, another four years. It, again, he he will he will ruin this country. Was basically, and I found it really interesting because it's the first time that I actually saw it like that. Of like, well, they're not wrong. Like Trump has spent the last four years talking about Obama, talking about the election, and then talking about the wall. And that's it. And now the coronavirus, that's it. He's done nothing. He hasn't even been able to, to really repeal Obamacare. He hasn't done anything. He's he done shut nothing. that down. Yeah. He's done nothing. I mean, it's, it's pretty remarkable for the fact that they kind of real, I mean, it stuck with me where they're just like, he's done nothing. Like we can, we can fix this. Like he, he hasn't ruined this country just yet. You can actually fix this and turn this around where we're actually voting for just strictly character over policy because Trump hasn't done anything policy-wise. Not yet. Give him four more years and he will. But right now, it's all been personal character stuff. It's all been him standing in front of the White House with a Bible in his hand or in front of a church. with a, like It's that nonsense. It's all been publicity. It's all been reality TV. He hasn't actually been president yet. If you vote for him again, he will become president where he actually then goes, okay, well, let all these monsters behind me do the rules. I now have cemented myself in history as a two-term president. So, yeah, like that was my main take because every single person's speech was basically like Obama went after Trump. So that way Biden and Kamala Harris didn't have to. Like the way that Obama and uh, Michelle Obama as well, like them as a family basically said, hey, we were in the White House for eight years and this isn't how you become president. This isn't a president. Like, he's not up for the job. He's not able to do it. And they then let Kamala Harris and Joe Biden basically sit there and say, okay, here's what we can do. Here are, we, we are running on character. You might not like our policies. You might not like some of the things that we talk about. But our character just alone is more than Donald Trump will ever be. You have to look at the character of this country more than just strictly one issue or one voting. We are here. We we hope that we can appeal to you that we are going to treat this office with the respect that it deserves, regardless of whether or not you think we have the right policies or not. And that's their campaign. That's what they're running on. Think it'll work? I mean, you're you're appealing to people of saying, like, just look at who's good and who's bad. It's tough. I, I'm really you're honestly only you're only trying to appeal to like two percent because no matter what Trump gets yeah. like forty and that again which is gross right again Trump the reason why Hillary lost is because people didn't trust her character right everything that came out painted Hillary Clinton as a monster Benghazi the emails 
the Clinton family legacy, all of that stuff, right? It's easy to see why you wouldn't vote for Hillary Clinton now. Don't forget the pizza shop. Don't forget the pedophiles pizza shop. Again, it's just all that stuff like Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton's a monster. Bill Clinton's a pedophile. He's part of, you know, he's child sex. Like Bill Clinton is a is a deviant and his wife excused all of it. Right? Like that's really easy to to sell that to the middle class as do you just want another Clinton who doesn't have the morals that we do? It's hard to look at this on the Joe Biden side and say, Joe, again, like, again, what can you point out to Joe Biden other than the fact that, oh, he's sleepy and maybe he's he's too old? Like, that's their character smear on Joe Biden. They tried to say he had a he has like he's suffering Alzheimer's and he's a bumbling idiot. And yet he crushed it in the speech, apparently. And And he has a stutter. Again, and that's why they tried to say the stuff with the women as well. Like, again, this whole campaign has been trying to, again, they are strictly saying Donald Trump, regardless of whether or not you like him, he's a guy that has better character than the Democrats who pretend that they're better than us, right? Like, that's generally why Republicans, well, they think, the Clintons think they're better than us. Oh, Trump's fighting for me. Like, how that sounds stupid to us, but people believe that. Trump's fighting for everybody. The Clintons are just fighting for themselves. It's hard to argue that Joe Biden is just fighting for himself. It's really hard to argue it. It's just you look at the guy and you hear his story and you're like, I don't really think he's fighting for himself. He lost his wife. He's lost his son. Like he's like you go through all this stuff and they are literally it's a character play, which is super interesting to me. It's kind of like this is the first time that the Democrats have actually gone to a different level instead of just saying, well, our policies are better. We're out here for you. They're literally saying like, look, we don't really care whether or not you believe in our policies. Donald Trump's an awful human being. That's literally what they said for four days of Donald Trump is awful and Trump's trying to spin it as in they're saying the country's awful. No, they're saying you're awful. They're saying we know the country's better than this. Donald Trump is a terrible man. And it was just super interesting to watch. And I, the Republican convention next week is going to be very interesting because of who they're going to put out there. Because, again, it's character, right? Steve Bannon gets arrested. It's character. He surrounded himself with low character, low moral human beings. And the Democrats are basically saying, that's the problem. The problem is that you put a bunch of monsters in charge and put us in charge and we'll at least treat this thing like, you know, like like we're regular human beings. Yeah. Show we're decent, at least. Yeah, pretty much. It's like it's not even saying that we've got good policies. It's just saying we're nice. <laughs> Yeah, which, at least nice, sir. Like how anything other, from there is going to help. Which which any other time would be insane, which be an insane platform to run on of like, you're nice. Like nice isn't going to get me my job back. But now people are like, well, nice might actually get rid of the virus. Nice might actually get our economy back on track. Yeah, level level headed together. Like, yeah. let's not be at each other's throat. Let's not have yeah. the guy who's going to all of a sudden attack the other half of the country. Which at it's this point is more of a majority. Like, hey, your, your neighbor that's a Trump supporter, you guys have been at odds for four years. Or, hey, you're, you know, young college age woman, you and your dad have been yelling at each other for four years. We want to end that. We just want everyone to get along. And it's like, oh, my God, this is your platform. But then you look at it and you go, that's genius. Because <laughs> it's like Trump can't him acting mean er proves their point. So they're pretty much going to force him to start bringing up policies, which is what the Democrats are really good at, right? The Democrats historically are good at having policies that they can explain. The Republicans over the last few years have not fought on policies. They fought on emotion. They fought on fear. They fought on the brown people are coming to take your jobs and they're killing you overseas. Vote for us. Like that's literally what how they've how they've been in power the way that they have. 
And the Democrats have picked the opposite of that this time. Instead of saying, we're not going to fight dirty. This To me, this is fighting dirty by saying, you're an awful human being. Prove it by calling me names. And Trump's going to sit up there and call them names. Say, see, he's a terrible guy. He keeps he can't talk about anything other than coming up with nicknames. And that, to me, appeals to, to, to the middle class. It totally appeals to that 2% of voters that go, well, man, I mean, he can't. He doesn't have any policies. He's just calling people names. I don't want a president that's a child. Give me policies. And the minute Trump starts to fight on policies, that's where they start to lose because he doesn't have any. Well, he could say before the before the pandemic, we had the lowest unemployment in history. I had the biggest tax cuts in history. That's just just you patting yourself on the back. And and then you say, well, so what are you going to do in the future? Right. The woman said, what's your greatest accomplishment? Like, what are the things you're most proud of as being president? And he can't answer it. And he's already been asked that question. and He couldn't answer it. He can answer it. And so how's he going to answer this again? Well, we've got the greatest comment. Okay, great. That's, I mean, sure. Okay. The last four years, we're heading into a new territory where there's a pandemic and the economy is, is, is going to recess. What's your plan to fix it? Oh, well, the Democrats are this, this, this. No, that's not what I asked you. Don't call me names. What's the answer? He doesn't have it. He doesn't have it. And so, I, again, I just found it, it was very interesting watching them strategically go through and grab Americans and try to make, again, it's the first time I've seen the Democrats really play on emotions that way versus just, here's our list of policies and here's how we're going to make things fair for everybody. Instead, it was literally like, screw the policies. I'm here to, I'm here to heal us. I'm here to bring us back together so we can work together as an, as an America that, that's your neighbors, that's your cousins, that's your brother. Regardless of what you believe in, we're decent people. Well, I um, I don't think it'll work. I think that because, <laughs> and here's why: because I, I it makes sense, but unfortunately, we're in a world where sense is kind of overrated and doesn't really mean anything. I think you have about because the way that it's divided up here in the country is, I think you probably have like fifty percent of the country who are who are Democrat, right? Who hate Trump? Fifty percent of people legitimately hate Trump. Sure. 15, 15%, let's call it 25% love Trump, right? Like they defend him to the grave and 25% deal with Trump. And that's, and that's the problem is that no matter what happens, no matter what he says, he's the R and he's going to get their vote because he's the guy who's going to stop them from killing babies. And that's just how it goes. Let me also explain this. I I saw a post from a, uh, from a friend of mine who he posted on Facebook. He said, I don't, it was was actually kind of funny. I thought, I don't know who the current president is, but apparently this Trump guy has a real plan to turn everything around. And I was like, oh, that's a pretty funny post. Guy responds, have to be honest, and I'm sure I'll get attacked, but have you looked at how much hate towards Trump is on your Facebook? To hate someone to he also says the name of the guy, but I won't say to hate yeah. someone who it would be like if I said, do you know how much hate is towards Trump is on your Facebook, John? Like it just adds another level to hate someone who takes more actual emotion to hate someone takes more actual emotion than to love. It means you actually put time out of your day into hating him. How can you let a man you don't know or ever will dictate how you feel day to day? I would never vote for Biden and we may never agree. Okay, attack away, sunglass emoji. And then like later on, people are like saying all this stuff to him. Be like, dude, what the fuck? What are you talking about? You're right. We won't agree. What is it that you like? And then he responds with this. This is the um, and this is the problem. Germany just built a pipeline from Russia to buy oil 
Are you high? LOL. I guess somebody said something about that before. Explain Biden's son getting that Ukraine job. You can't. You sound very angry. Explain away. Maybe I'll vote for you if you get all the answers. I'm not a socialist. I don't get anything for free. I paid the 24 grand a semester to UNLV for my daughter out of my paycheck. No free money. I work 72 hours a week, except now with these fires, I don't get to go home. Sometimes three to four weeks stuck on the fire engine. He's a fireman, I guess. Not sure what what you do, but if you think I dwell on politicians like you guys do on hating one man, LOL, you're nuts. That's all one sentence. Have a good night. And he doesn't respond to any more stuff. So that's the problem, right? And unfortunately, the demographic that Trump targets is, those people? is uneducated white men. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And because you know why? Uneduc- yeah. You know why? Because ed- uneducated white men are the most manipulated group of all time in America. It's a lack of critical thinking. They don't even realize it, that they've Mm -hmm. used you, both sides have used you to your basic primal instincts because you're not educated. Because they give you hope that you can become Bill Gates or Elon Musk or Donald Trump, right? They've lied to you because you're not educated and because you sort of have to go through life, you know, pretty rough, that they've been selling you a dream for 400 years. They sold you a dream of, well, at least we're not slaves. Or, or hey, it's the black people taking my job. It's the Mexican people taking your job. It's not us for why you're broke and why you have to work 72 hours a week and can't go home. It's their fault. Mm -hmm. Follow me and you can be like me one day. They've been lied to and they've been manipulated and they've bought it. And those are the people who are voting for Trump. And again, what I think is going to change this time, if I was the, and again, we'll talk about this over the next couple of months because I'm proposing that we do a live, that we do a live podcast watching even if it's four hours long i've got that day off i've taken that day off i've taken election day which is a wednesday here in new zealand november 4th the election's on november 3rd i believe um i've taken that day off and i plan on sitting here because i want to watch this because this to me determines the future of america it really does like right i mean i joke that trump's never going to win it's reality star blah 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 blah, right and I, I was wrong this time if i'm wrong i really believe there's dire consequences because i think this is it um, I think this really just shows you what America is, and it will be this way for the next hundred years. Either we're going to change, and we're slowly going to become like the rest of the world, which is to me a good thing. Like as a unit, we start to move toward a better America. That's not just well, we did this three hundred years ago. This is the way we always done it. Or America is never going to change, and you're always going to have these problems. It's either or. It really is this time. Um, because we did it the other way. We did it the reality star way, and this is what you have, right? Like, you gave it a shot. Now, either you come to your senses and realize it's ridiculous, or you don't. And white men are going to vote the way they're going to vote. It's white women. It re- to, me, it, to me, it really is. If white women don't realize... The white suburban again, women, that's what, they're, that's what they're targeting. That's what turns they're Because they're the ones who, have, who voted for Trump. They, he's the re- the reason he's president is because of white women. Period. Have they have they woken up? Have they looked at this and gone, oh, okay? I was all for, you know, I don't necessarily like the Indian woman, but hell, not like this. I don't like. I'm not really a big fan of the cages thing. The, the kids in cages. Yeah, like the kids in like again. Like, are have they seen enough? That make them go, yep. I'm gonna follow my husband, my uncle, my brother, my dad. Into this future America, which is manipulated white men being told that we're going to get rid of all the minorities and you can be prosperous, even though you won't. 
Or are white women smart enough to look at this and go, I don't really care what my husband, I got to save him from himself because this is not going to work. I'm interested. I'm really interested to see how white women vote this time because that was the shocker last time. And if they do this again, that, that this is your country. This is it. That's what your country is. Yeah. Sadly, it uh, probably will be. Uh, and I, I don't really, I, I kind of want to. I got yeah, faith, man. Ex- I, I watched the convention. Expectations. No, no, so I, after I got the convention, what did you I've think? We, you talked a lot about Trump and kind of the message. What did you think of the actual convention itself? Because I'll tell you what, I didn't watch any of it. I mean, it was. I mean, I only watched. I only watched one day. I watched the Obama and Kamala Harris day. I didn't watch Biden. We I didn't talk about the Kamala choice. What do you think of Kamala Harris's VP? I think it's good. I just find the nickname Mamala hilarious. Who the hell <laughs> said that? I've never heard that in my life. Who her, said that? Her stepkids call her Mamala. Oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that. I mean, it's just and so they start and again the Republicans. It's kind of cute, started, but also how old are her kids? Her kids are adults now, but at the yeah, time oh, when she became oh, a step parent, okay. they called her instead of mom, obviously, because they probably have a mom. It's Mamala. It's almost <laughs> offensive. I think it's offensive. I mean, it's just funny. Um, look, I, I think it's it's a good choice because it's kind of the exact opposite of Joe Biden, right? Like, mm-hmm. again, who are the Democrats trying to appeal to? Right? We just said it. they're trying to appeal to women, and they're specifically kind of trying to appeal to white women and minority women and just women in general, right? And Kamala Harris sort of hits all of that because she's younger. She kind of reminds the the uneducated white person of if right if they liked Obama, they kind of, she kind of reminds him of Obama, young attorney, you know, quick on her feet, great speaker, all of those things that you see, and that's why they put Obama on the day of her speech, not on Joe's, right? Because Joe is Joe's played the Obama card as much as he can, right? I mean, he got in trouble for it. Hey, if you're you're not black if you don't vote for me. Black people say, whoa, 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 wait a minute, too far. Too far, Joe. We we like you, but ah, don't start questioning blackness now. Like Joe has the street cred with Obama as long as he doesn't abuse. He can't say it anymore. Cause everyone goes, Well, you just keep telling us that you're Obama, but you're Joe Biden. You're not Obama. Where Kamala Harris very quietly can go, but I am. I kinda am. I'm the first to be vice president, woman of color. I'm, you know, attorney. I'm, I speak well. I'm young. I'm fiery. I'm going to help Joe Biden. I called Joe Biden out during the, you know, during the Democratic primary. She was the one that went after him the hardest that he had no answer for. And instead, you now go, okay, Joe, the one that attacked you the, the quickest with the quickest wit was her. Put her on your team. So yeah, to me, it's it, it's a great choice. Where the other choice would have been fine, but just the fact that he sort of reached across the aisle and said, "Okay, you came after me," and I respect that. I think a lot of people look at that and go, "Okay, like Joe is actually trying to win this. Like he's not just trying to play status quo. Like he picked someone that was maybe you know Elizabeth, you know Elizabeth Warren. There's other names in there that might have been more, and I don't want to say more qualified, but just more sort of what you kind of would a standard expected." But this to me was sort of like that, okay, he picked the next best thing to have an Obama, really. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think it was a great choice. Cool. Yeah, I like her too. I liked her at the beginning. Um, <laughs> she she came up as being a little, I don't know. I, I hope to see more of like a real. Um, yeah, she came across comma, a little face when she was on her own. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was kind of upsetting. It's like, just be yourself. You, you have a pretty good, you have a good track record. You, you seem to have your shit together. Like you're well qualified for this thing. Just yeah. like you're 
your own self should stand on itself. And I think that's that's where Joe excels. He just seems like a genuine dude. He doesn't seem fake. He doesn't yeah. feel like he's a politician and he has a ton of political baggage and history. He's but, been in politics for 40 but years. He's, <laughs> but he's still, yeah. when he talks, it's like, it sounds no, real. Basic, it's like my grandpa. <laughs> it's like, it's, which again, but you get, which is you not want, a bad right. thing because it's no, not, I'm not getting want, crazy, shouty old man. Exactly, I'm getting the, I'm you, getting wise old man across the street. At the same time, you want wise old man across the street that's going to rib you and have a drink with you, but then you want to make sure that he's got a young, fiery person underneath him to go, nah, 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 grandpa, this is how way things are done now. And he's like, all right, cool, yeah, she's in charge. Like that type, that's kind of what you want, really. Like you kind of want Joe to go like, yeah, you know, look, I'm, I'm here to sort of, you know, but really, I mean, a lot of people are going to think very similar to George Bush that like Kamala's going to have a lot of say in what's happening. And that's that's a benefit for some people. It really is. And again, she's not Elizabeth Warren was a bit too much on the Bernie Sanders scale of oh, she's a bit kooky. And that like, oh, no, it's a kooky woman going to run things instead. It's like, oh, Kamala, yeah, it's like Kamala's kinda, escaping that like, is hard. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. And again, it gives him ease. Again, Sleepy Joe, really, it's like you can easily defeat that just by being awake, <laughs> really. But like Pocahontas, like, I, I mean, I would have laughed during the debate if Trump would have called her Pocahontas. Like, it's just funny. Well, he's not debating her. No, but th- no, that's my point, though, is that like he, again, like the fact that Trump can even bring that up of like Sleepy Joe and Pocahontas, like he doesn't have a nickname for Kamala Harris. Yeah. Instead, they're just going to now question whether or not she's Oh, you know, you know he's got nicknames, and they're all super racist. Yeah, which again, someone's like, He just hasn't said them publicly don't, yet. Don't say that. Don't, <laughs> he's don't, thinking, don't say that. Yeah, he's thinking, he's thinking about it. He's stewing on it. And again, the only find thing a way has, to attack. Do I go the, the Jamaican thing, angle? Do I go the Indian angle? Got so many options. So the woman angle. She, he already called her nasty. She's a nasty woman. Yeah, and again, that's the best that he has. And most women now are like, well, that's a compliment now if you call me nasty. So yeah, I, I think it was a great choice. And again, I, look, man, I've got I've got hope that the Democrats are doing the right thing. I really do. It looks like it. Now we'll see what happens next week because they might the Republicans might start something that you go, oh no, the Democrats are not going to be able to fight this. They've gone completely into the mud, and let's see how far, how much lower they can sink. Really, um, yeah, but I do question. believe that there that there is normally a bottom to this where people eventually go, well, now this is just schoolyard bullying. This is stupid. I like to think that I could be wrong, which again, for me, which is, which is what I'm saying, like, this is a defining election for me. The last election was kind of not right. Like, it's like, OK, Trump won and Hillary Clinton. Sure. People, you didn't just come to find out, well, he won because people don't really like Hillary. And it's like, OK, I can see that. But this time, eh, eh, like, come on, man, you've seen it. And I just think that I think the Democrats are doing the right things. Um, and the convention showed that even in this digital format, in the people that they had out there, and the you know you get some of the Hollywood stars, you get Kerry Washington out there, you bring Obama in, but you don't you don't shove Obama into into people's faces. You sort of have him go second, and then you let Kamala and Joe carry us home. Like it's it was good. It was very good. It was very well done. And we'll see what the Republicans do because whether people like it or not, Trump is a TV. He's a reality star. So if there's anyone who can create a TV show, it is Trump as president. Play he's to the, the media. Guy. He can play the media like nobody else. So let's see. Let's see what happens next week. Should be very interesting. Yeah, we're less than. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll follow up on that next week. We will be. Um, we'll see if anybody sells any Q merch or brings that up, and then then I can hit upon that too. Um, yeah, we're less than. We're like two and a half months from this thing going down. It's next like two and a half months are going to be like for seventy days. It's going to be brutal. yeah, and there's going to be yep. some awesome panel. Whew, you know I like a good panel. Big, I love a good CNN panel. And again, CNN right now is going to, I mean, look, I think 
people who are moderates have a reason to complain about CNN because CNN is completely tank for Joe. They're completely the tank for Joe. Like they've they've spent yeah. so much time going after Trump that now like. They're not even pretending anymore. Don Lemon They're says just, it's an independent, but the, the, the skin is shed and we know what's going on. He, We just know. But it's not like – it's just like saying the facts. Like Trump is a horrible person. Is anybody going to disagree with that? And that's the thing, right? But like in order – like that's – and that's what the Democrats need to do. He's a terrible person. That's it. Like don't talk about Republican policies. Like your first goal like is to evangelicals, get Evangelicals, godliness people, like godly people. Yeah. He's a shitty person. Fight me on yeah. that. Debate me on telling me how he's a good guy. He's not. Anyway. Yeah. He's not. Exactly. Um, all right. Well, enough of that shit. Let's move on. Let's do a little media therapy. Um, I already we already did the Paul Giamatti game. I had another one, but I'll kick that off to next week. Um, since I did it earlier. So what do you what do you want to talk about? What are you watching? Uh, I beat Ghost of I beat the Ghost of Tsushima. I beat it. Yeah. I don't think it's, um, I think it's just Ghost of Tsushima. Okay, whatever. Okay. The Ghost of Tsushima. <laughs> Because they call him a ghost throughout the throughout the game. When you get to that point, you let me know. Because <laughs> I beat it. Well, I'm still. On I the beat first, it. On the first yeah, exactly. Time. I beat it, and I beat all the different things. I'm interested in your. Because again, I haven't done much media. I've been out. I've been doing stuff. I've been enjoying my time off, so I haven't done much media. But I'm interested in your thoughts on this game because I have beat it. <laughs> yeah, uh, happily, I I love it. Like I think it's awesome. I, I'm a huge fan. I think it's beautiful. Um, my issues are few are, and super minor at this point because I'm just having a ton of fun with it. And I coming off of putting 50 hours into Assassin's Creed Origins and go, I mean, Assassin's Creed Odyssey and going into another open world game. I was like, this might be trouble. But oddly enough, what I got was kind of an old school style Assassin's Creed game. But it plays like like old school Assassin's Creed in a structure in that assassinations actually assassinate people in one hit it's not an rpg like assassins created since odyssey since origins and they made it our an an rpg people have levels and you could like actually assassinate somebody kind of stab them from behind in the head and they just kind of brush you off it's like wait a minute what the fuck is this so it's cool to have this thing that feels like an old assassins creed game without the modern storytelling part which i like as part of assassins creed lore it's kind of cool but it goes back to that. It's in feudal Japan. So the settings kind of is unique and refreshing. I mean, I'm not someone who plays something like Sekiro or something. So it is very unique. The, I love the use of color and the punchiness of it. Like cool. the visuals in this very game cool. cannot be understated. When you walk into the Golden Temple and it's just these bright yellows, or you hear the story about a guy following these blue flowers. And then you just see these. So you're using the environmental navigation that's taking you through the game is really well done. The, the yellow birds that take you places be like, oh, I'm going to go here now. It's like, there's a thing over here. It's really awesome in everything that it does it's fun to play it feels like a sucker punch game through and through like i still i I don't i won't forget i won't forget like sly cooper and how that felt and i still feel the uh whiffs of sly cooper when i jump on a branch and i perch on a branch like if you're climbing those um those shrines like those mountains i was like aha there's there's the slime the sly cooper part of it and uh and it's awesome i felt it in infamous i feel it here it's it's just great the combat feels awesome is there i can't think of anything like more satisfying than the uh than when you get that perfect parry and make that hit and time slows down a little bit as you get that hit and just like take down a dude and overall it's just fun like, it is. The that's that's my point it's just and fun. it's fun 
and the last of us too. Like I, if I'm going to compare these two, just because they came out so kind of close to each other, they're both PlayStation exclusives. They're both AAA. They're both doing incredible. And there'll be two of the talked about games at the end of the year. This game is fun and it's not light because in its themes, it's, it's in a way more dark than last of us, but sure. The perspective makes all the difference in the world. The the style, the aesthetics, it doesn't bog you down in the horribleness of everything that's going on. It lets that come through the characters versus the actions. And and the fact that you're actually the good guy, like clearly you are the good guy in this story. It just adds this whole level of drive to do everything that I did not want to do in The Last of Us. And that... And it's just a really well executed game. It's a lot of fun. It feels great. Is a perfect no. I wish that the um, it it is very much the same template as Assassin's Creed, like even down to the map and the question marks and all these other things. Like if you take away all the environmental cues and you just look at the map itself and how I cleared this hotspot, now more is revealed. Like the structure is very much the same. It's not intuitive as all, but that's fine because they do it really well. It's like a well-executed movie um, that doesn't take risks, but the, um, and then it's the world itself that kind of elevates it to another level. Um, I think that the, um, and the visuals while amazing from an artistic perspective and in, and in bursts, I'd say 80% of the time looks absolutely phenomenal. It's the, it's the moments where it doesn't live up to that high bar that it sets that really bring me down. Like when you go up and you see a shrine and you have this view of the world and everything looks and you're looking out and you're like, this should be an awesome vista. And I just see a bunch of flat textureless planes in the distance within trees without leaves that are just, it looks like a, it just doesn't look great. And I wish that I, it's times like those are like, man, if they just held off, like why, why not wait six months, get this on PS five and give me the real experience. It would be perfect. Like, like launch title. This would be one of the greatest games of all time. (laughs) Like if the visual. Yeah, um, that's what I mean. I mean, because again, I compared it to breath of the wild, to be honest, like it's got a lot of that in it too. Of like the way that you travel. I mean, I'm sure, right? Your guy on a sword with a horse, like that's Zelda. <laughs> but like, there's there's a lot of that in it as well. Especially when you get toward the end of the game, where it's getting like you're not there yet, but you get to the end of the game where it's sort of where it should be sort of the same, right? Like you're like, okay, I've been playing this game now for 30 hours. I should, but it just sort of you start to be able to put stuff together, and then you start taking real joy in sort of attacking and the way that you attack and how you do different things, right? Like, because then it becomes you playing a game with yourself of okay, how am I going to handle this one? Like, I've got all these tools. I've got all these things I can do. Let me do it this way this time, right? It's like it ends up varying it up a bit. And that's where I felt a bit of that that um, Breath of the Wild where you really could play this game for a lot. I mean, look, it's not as, like, there's not some of the real hard enemies that that Breath of the Wild has, like those big sort of octopus things. Those things are all, those things are still difficult to, to defeat after a while, right? Like, it takes a real skill. I mean, there's still people on YouTube doing videos of how they're defeating this stuff. Um, but yeah, like I, I agree with you. Like I think that this would have been the perfect PS5 launch title where everyone goes, "Oh my god!" Like this is what the next gen is, and the game Visual is good. Showcase, oh, yeah, nuts. 
it's a visual showcase and you got a pretty fun idea for a game because again the story and stuff it's fine like it's not last of a story you can tell there's a lot more guys in a room writing sort of this push and pull in this there's it's in there but i mean i can really see that it's got a couple guys right now but okay we want to we want to tell the story of feudal japan first and we'll write the story second well, Last of Us was, okay, we've got this story that we're going to write, and then we'll continue to build the world around it, really, is what yeah, it they felt they, like. I think Last of Us went from the characters out this place. Absolutely. This went from the, from like the environment, yeah, or like the plot in, uh, which yeah. is fine. Which is fine. But again, I, I, I'm Jin, totally Jin as a yeah. character is just, he's fine. He's okay. Again, like, again you could have made him anyone, and it's the whole idea of you becoming this, this outside-of-the-box savior. Right, you're basically didn't have a uh, like a character, any sort of character customization beyond the outfits. Which, by the way, every outfit in this game looks goofy as fuck. And I get it's fine, but I guess that's just the way of the Japanese style. Like the the fact that it always looks like I'm wearing a bed sheet like all the time. And I get one thing. I'm like, I no, I can't, I can't. I got like a floral pattern on this. It's the hats that are the jokiest. You'll see some oh, real jokey. Yeah, hats. you get you get like these uh, Kentucky Derby hats in some of these instances. You're like, what in the fuck? Although I do like, there is something badass about the like the flat round hats. I do like those. those yeah, are, like the round hats. Yeah, but the upgraded ones where yeah, like I said, it looks like something out of Kentucky Derby. I'm like, yeah. mm, no. But then you also have like the the fry cook hat that looks like you're working at a you know that you're working at like a like a fast order diner. It's like a yeah. like a little pointy thing. It's just like man, yeah, you wouldn't that, be able to fight nobody with a sword with this. Yeah, that did you get like the yin the yin and yang armor? Yes. Yeah. yeah so yeah. when you get that thing, yeah, it's like the third stage of that. Is that what you're talking about? Where it's like a yes. little pointy top to it. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you're like, you oh, can't fight nobody with a sword. If you came up to I'm, me with this, I'd laugh at you. Be like, you gonna fight me with a sword with that? Hell? The last, <laughs> last stage of the Ronin armor. It's like this thing that goes way too far over your head. It's like you can't even see yes. the face anymore. I was like, what is this? I'm happy that they give you the options to customize yes. with everything that you have without affecting the stats. Every game of customization should do that. Assassin's Creed Odyssey did that. So awesome because I. Any every helmet in that game looks stupid. Like every every helmet in that game looks so stupid that there that is the only option that you could toggle to permanently turn off. Whereas all the other pieces of equipment, you actually have to go in and manually change the appearance if you want to, because you change them so frequently in that game, because it's so much loot. Whereas the helmet in those games, it was just like, no, you could turn off that forever. And I'm like, and I will. That I will yeah. never see a helmet on this person because Yeah. Now to be now to be fair, I think what actually might happen because they just announced that they're gonna release a bunch of free, basically um extra content, like co-op content, like more stories, side things. I would I think this game's gonna get a remaster. I really do. Yeah, probably. I think you give it a year or so and they're gonna re re-release this on PS5 as a remastered game. I might play it again. Um, I'm again I do I I put more hours into this game than probably anything I've played this PS4 gen at least by far. Um, I mean, I, and again, I, I, it, it, the second section and I'm still doing, yeah. I'm doing all these side stuff. Like I'm doing more yeah. than I thought I would just because it's so much fun to do. And I'm like, be really driven to see this world. The opening it's the first game that I was really upset. Yeah. Yeah. Again, the first opening, but again, this is the first game that I was really upset when I was done. I was like, Oh man, like now, cause when you beat it, honestly, there's not too much to do afterwards. Like you can then go to shrines and temples and stuff. But like when you beat it, it's not like, it's not like you can dive all back into it again. Right. And again, like the first 15 minutes, like the epic battles of some of this stuff. I mean, look, you get to some really epic battles in this thing. 
where like as you start to you know as a story starts to unfold like there's some points in this game where you're like oh god like this is nuts like it's cool it's, i mean it's very last of us really like some of the big battle scenes in last of us are very similar to this game it's very very similar stuff the title I'm, when i talk about the 15 minutes maybe it happens a little later but the title card sequence when you're riding on your horse through the woods and you get out to that field of flowers yes. and then and you, you hide ride in the, to the lake yeah. and then you go to the it's like and then it's and the title starts and you get in the title yeah. and it's just like this is the coolest yeah. intro it's cool, sequence. Man. This has got to be top three. I can't. I can't think of one that's better. Like Assassin's Creed probably has some good ones, but they've done it so many times that it's just a cliche. Like when you get those city sweeps, but this is. It feels so intimate. There's nothing happening. You're just riding on a horse through a bed of flowers, but the colors are so good. And then you ride to a lake, and you you aren't even supposed to go there. It's just like we know this looks cool. So here's this cool yeah, thing. And you just stop there. Then just and where am I? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, like, it's like, where yeah. am I? And it's like, oh, wait, I actually got to go the other way. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> happened to me, too. I started riding on this. Like, wait a minute. Completely yeah. pointless, but yeah. damn, is it awesome in those moments where you're like, oh, my God, I just feel great. This is like you are reborn, like almost literally in a way. And it is a um, it's just gorgeous. Like, I, I really love it. And they the the if this game does not win for best art direction when it comes down to best uh like the the game of the years, like I, I, I would love to see what does challenge this thing. Because just from art direction, right? Last of Us had other had a previous game to play on. This is like doing something completely new. But forget that. But from a technical perspective, of course, Last of Us blows this thing out of the water. But the the boldness of it, you've never played a game that looks like this, never. No. And it and it does. And they didn't have to. They could have just played in the grit. They could have played in the dark. But instead, they just beat you over the head with these bursts of color, which just really change everything. Like, I've never seen a game the flowers that look that I'm, I'm so excited to see flowers. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and and this, these again, it's just the, the color palette that it plays with is so is so well done and so cool that um, it, it can't be overstated enough. Also, you could pet the foxes, which is dope. Yeah, it was cool. <laughs> Yeah. You go to the shrine, then they're like, pet the fox. You're like, oh, okay, cool. It's funny because I tried to kill the fox at first. I thought it was wow. going to be one of these games where you hunt stuff. I had no idea. <laughs> bears. I, and, and, I, hey. and I shot a deer. And then they were like, yeah, don't shoot the deer. They're secret, sacred to Japan. I was like, whoops. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> I didn't do that. I did not do that. I shot some pigs. I shot some bears. They don't tell you anything about that. You just get the predator pelts so you can carry yeah, more arrows. Yeah. It just feels good. Everything about the yeah, game is cool. so nice. It just reminds me of, you know, you look at a movie trying to think of a good example right of a movie that doesn't stray from the norms but it's just so well executed like and it doesn't it, it plays it mostly safe but it's just wildly fun to watch like the rundown it's basically the rundown you ever see that with the rock no no what oh no 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 you're wrong i have seen that never mind i have seen that movie yeah that is a by all by all arguments a by the numbers action movie yeah but it is perfectly crafted perfectly executed and it is a damn good time and that is what the, and yep. it looks pretty and that is what yep. this game is absolutely so there you go ghost tsushima it is the rundown of video games without the rock and a lot of more asian people and no christopher walken all right it's nothing like that at all it was just an analogy so yeah i like it i'm looking forward to playing more of it and that's probably what i'll do and i'll think about that while i'm making some uh, matcha soba noodles tonight cool all right. Well, yeah, that's it for media. I think we're good. Uh, look at that. Even though you, even though we missed last week, we made up for it this week. <laughs> you are welcome. Time flies when you're having fun. All right. Well, when the next time you see somebody 
post some hateful shit or something you disagree with, let's let's try to. Th- this is what I want you to leave with today. You know, don't don't stir the pot. Don't attack them or their family or their background. Yeah, they're probably racist. Or if you're coming from the other side, yeah, they're probably a liberal cuck snowflake. But look at it this way. You could completely bring down that situation. You could just, you know, stop the hate. All you need to do is respond with he'sabroad.com. Send them here. They'll be like, what is this? Why did you put this here? It doesn't matter. They've clicked it. We got you. We got you. Be like, listen to this. It'll bring us together as a family across across the globe, a unifying front. He's abroad.com. That's where you get those links to subscribe, share, listen. You can just listen right on the website. You can do whatever you want. I can tell you if you'll live your life or on all podcast services, even Spotify. But you can rate us on iTunes and we need those. So do that. Tell people to subscribe, rate, share. And uh, until next time. This podcast is over.